All right, welcome guys. Episode ten. We're on the double digits now. We it's been a good uh, what, two and a half months. Anyway, so I am finally out of uh, as Seb said out of the back cave, and I've got another lamp. Yes. So now people can actually see me. Amazing. Yeah, and I'm st <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking with a white light because I noticed the the blue in the background affects my camera. So I'm gonna stick with the bright uh, white lights. And um, so. I don't mean to keep changing the schedule on everybody, but we're gonna. This is the last time this the show is gonna be uploaded on Tuesdays, and then we're gonna we're gonna do a new episode on Friday, and then we're gonna, I'm gonna then I'm gonna upload it the next day. I'm gonna upload it the night of, and then it's gonna be scheduled at 1:15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. So it, so we're gonna have basically two episodes this week. It's the only way I can really uh fit in the schedule. So anyway, so. Let's start with introductions. So, uh, Mitch, inter introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Mitch, and I'm back. <laughs> and um, you can find me on Twitter at uneducatedpop. Yeah, it's nice. You don't, you don't have to listen to the three of us talk anymore. Now you're... Yeah. Right, now it's the four of us. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, finally. Yeah, no, I'm not... Now, just, now, whenever we make a mistake, we can just throw it on Mitch, say it was his fault. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that we all have <laughs> all right dory introduce yourself uh, hi my name is dory i go by she her uh, if you're looking for me on twitter i am uh I, my username is declare 192 cool uh james uh, i'm james and i'm untitled smithy on twitter um yeah and i'm sebastian i'm the podcast host so I want before we do what we're currently playing. I actually want to start with the poll. I, want, I, want, I think we're gonna do the poll early in the show. So James, okay. So the poll this week was uh, I asked people on Twitter, "What game will you be picking up uh, with your PS5 on launch day?" Mm -hmm. um, so we had uh, the options were Demon Souls, uh, Miles Morales, Godfall, and other. Uh, so twenty-one percent said Demon Souls. Uh, fifty-nine percent said Spider-Man Miles Morales. Seventeen percent said other, and a dismal three percent said Godfall. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Knowing that, that no, I'm kidding. Knowing that all three, knowing that all four of us are going to say Miles Morales, I'm going to ask Mitch. So what's the what's the uh, PS5 pre-orders like in Australia right now? Is it is it still totally like delayed to next year? Or do they um, update I, that? I asked last week, and we are officially sold out till February. And how, how do you and how do you feel about those games being like one hundred and twenty-five dollars now? Oh, um, is that like I'm absurd as yeah, much as it sounds. Look, yeah, it, it's 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 pretty freaking absurd because um yeah because before we used to have them for a hundred, and depending on where you could go, you could find them you know brand new for like. Seventy dollars, so that wasn't too bad. But um, yeah. now that they, now that they're one hundred twenty-five, I don't know if everything is going to be just upscale to one hundred twenty-five, or if it's going to be like a hundred, or yeah, I don't know. I'm in yeah. the same camp with everybody that I think the price increase is not dumb because I understand game budgets are increasing and whatnot, but I think it's not very friendly on the consumer. Yeah, unfortunately, it's interesting. So, yeah. It's interesting how everything went up in other countries. Like James said, his went up like was it 
what did you say, 70 quid, right? We're, we're 70 pounds now, yeah. 70 pounds, yeah. So, like, um, yeah. Like, like, his is supposed to be cheaper than us because it, because it has more value than the dollar. But it's interesting that in other countries, yeah. it, it's basically gone up way more than us. Like, like if you think of the value, ours only went up ten dollars. For everybody else, it seemed like it went up like twenty dollars. Like in all yeah, the countries, Australia, Australia loves to um upsell everything, yeah. pretty much. Because like what we like what so I think you know because your PS Five consoles like the regular is five hundred dollars. Yeah. Whereas so for us it'd usually be about you know plus six fifty or maybe seven hundred. Yeah, yeah, plus that. Whereas where we've gone all the way up to. 750 it's yeah. like i don't even know what's happening yeah because yeah. mine yeah, it's really weird mine was about 536 bucks overall um i check my pre-order every day i go to before i go to bed i check my i check my email imagine having a pre-order down yep. <laughs> yeah all right all right so um i mentioned were you gonna get the ps5 if it was available or were you gonna wait anyway oh uh, Absolutely. Do I have the money? Absolutely. Yeah, that sucks, man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, until then, though, I guess I'll just, you know, cradle my PS4 every night and yeah. pray to God that somehow so, yeah. I wake up one morning with a PS5 in my room. So, who knows? So, like, uh, are you going to get Miles Morales on the PS4? Or are you going to just wait? Um, I'm... I, Part of me is like sort of gonna like say no. I'll just hold out for the ultimate edition. But then again, I don't think I'd want to. You know, I don't think I can stay away from spoilers for four months. So I'd just have to. I'd probably um yeah. get it on PS4. And then apparently there's the upgrade path to get the remaster. Yeah, it's actually it's really simple. They've been really straightforward with how they've communicated how that all works. <laughs> so oh, <laughs> that should be absolutely. no problem for you. Yeah, that'll be. Easy. What is it with? Yeah. What is it with Marvel games and having really complicated marketing these am days? I, yeah. Am, am I the only one that understands it? Like, didn't have a problem like understanding. I mean, you can admit it's a little complicated. <laughs> it is. Though. It is. But it, I, I just view it because it's a, it's a remaster that they're charging you for. I think that's what, it's not even an upgrade. It's a whole different game. I think. Yeah, I think it's just it's like it's it's complicated in that I think if you buy the PS5 version of Miles Morales, you can't. Can you upgrade to the Ultimate Edition then, or? If yes, you buy the I, PS4 I, version, you, I don't. I don't know. I saw that. Um, I saw that you can pay like twenty dollars or whatever for like an upgrade path if you have, or if, if you just have it on PS5, I you can pay so. twenty dollars for the upgrade path. But I don't know. Yeah, so, so if I, you have it on, if you have it on PS4, you can get the free upgrade. Yeah. Is there a free upgrade? Yes. Yeah, free upgrade to PS5. Yeah, and then PS4. you get the, then you get the upgrade to the. You pay for the upgrade to the remaster. Yeah. I don't think you can right. get it separately though. So I think you have to. No, get the, I think no. you have to buy the bundle of, of the Ultimate Edition to get it. I mean, they'll they'll release it separately. At some I do. Point. I think so too. But it might not be. It might be like six months later though. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. If anything, I only asked you because you weren't on last week. I just wanted to quick catch up with you when you're. No, no, yeah. That's perfectly fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's start with what are we currently playing? So Dory, what are you currently um, playing? Hi. I'm playing this game. Uh, it's extremely frustrating because I want this game to be really bad so I can continue to dislike roguelikes. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I have to report to everyone that Hades is an excellent game and everyone should be playing it. And unfortunately, now I like roguelikes. Um, I'm very upset with myself. I promise this would never happen, and it has happened. 
but yeah, I've been playing a ton of Hades, um, and I'm really loving it. Um, all joking aside, um, I've been playing a little bit of Spirit Fair, um, and I I don't think I've been touching my PS4 too much. Like I haven't been, I haven't been playing it a lot lately. Um, ever since I kind of finished with with the whatever last game I was playing. Um, oh, I've been playing Paradise Killer as well. So a lot of playing on my Switch lately and my Switch Lite. Nice. Actually, I can relate to that. I've been playing on my Switch a lot recently, too. I dusted it off. All right, James, what are you currently playing? I, I suck at this segment because there's always something I forget. <laughs> nice. Um, but aside from Mafia, Definitive Edition, mm-hmm. um, the only thing I can think of that I have been playing this week is uh, Mario 64. Yep, on the uh, the 3D collection, of course. Same. Which um, there's a lot about that game that doesn't age very no, well. No, the camera. It like the yeah, I mean the the gameplay and everything is very fun, and it, it, it ages surprisingly well. I mean, it's a platformer. Platformers do tend to age pretty well, mm-hmm. um, I think at least. But like the stuff, like the text boxes, and and yeah, like you said, the camera. Yeah. Uh, not a not a fan of that at this point. Yeah, the um the camera's not that great and obviously like there's some levels that I dread, even though I, as much as I love that game, like uh there's certain levels I always dread that I, oh I have to do this. Especially the one the rainbow the rainbow one around the end of the game. Where you have to yeah. sit on the platform that goes on a track. That's uh, the worst. And I'm, what I'm what I'm dreading is when I run out of lives. Because I don't know what happens when I run out of do I have to start over from the beginning? No. No. No? You, you oh, just okay. get they take you outside and then you just go back. Yeah, in. I think it just in front of the, the castle, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's fine. That's you, don't fine get, you don't get penalized yeah. for losing lives. All right, Mitch, what are you currently playing? Um, I'm kind of popping between a lot of things lately. Uh, after the um, let's just say pretty dismal uh, Black Ops Cold War Alpha, I've um, gone, I've reinstalled Call of Duty World War Two of all games, and um, went back into that for a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I guess I've just been really missing that and it's zombies mode. And um, also got Watch Dogs last weekend for like 10 bucks, having some fun with that. And also, I've been, I'm still somehow playing Marvel's Avengers, even though the content they have at launch is pretty dismal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I ditched Avengers um, after. Pretty much after I played with yeah. you. Yeah. I haven't played it since. Yeah. I, I haven't played it I since I beat the campaign. Yeah. I never played it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I um I don't blame anyone for ditching it after the campaign because the post game, the end game just doesn't. For some reason, like, it already has a limited pool of content, yet for some reason they keep rotating content in and out. So yeah. you, can, you can never play every single mission. Like, any mission at any time. You yeah. just have to, if there's a mission you want to play, you have to wait until, you know, the war table resets magically and you get new missions. It's it's really dumb. Yeah, it's exactly what I thought would happen where the content is going to be repetitive, it's going to be fighting robots, it's gonna, they're going to have no content yeah. for months, and then everybody's going to get sick of it and move on to the next game. I mean, I, I was going to trade in, but I, I was going to trade in, but I have to keep it to capture gameplay. I have for the it digitally, so I can't even do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to yeah. show the review, right? I'm not going. Yes. No. Sorry. I've um, I'm working on it. I've you know been busy with school the past couple of weeks, but no um... excuses. No excuses. <laughs> well, that's no excuses. PS Premiere comes first. It's screw school. Right. Oh, oh yeah. You know, if you have to drop I, out I've of school, you have to. Premiere the whole time. 
Friggin' school, man. <laughs> right, he, he's writing the script in school, like in class. He's writing the script for the review. <laughs> Teachers are. There was a time where I wanted actually. Yeah. <laughs> or like asking Mitch like what he's doing with his time all day, and he like sniffles and says, "My masterpiece." <laughs> <laughs> My magnum opus. <laughs> yeah, right. So that, is that everything? It is. Oh, cool. So uh, I I forgot to say that. I beat Darksiders Genesis. I beat Black Ops 3, which I didn't really care for. I beat, even though James showed me an interesting video, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, is, that the, is that the video basically where it just recontextualizes the whole plot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, would, I would tell you who it's by, but I can't think of it off the top of my head and it would take me forever to find it but it was it was so, the, yeah it was the gameplay that i didn't like the most like it was buggy mm. it was buggy i didn't like fighting robots yeah. i didn't unfortunately they can recontextualize the gameplay yeah which is the story at least tried like, um, yeah. almost, it's it was, the whole new game <laughs> yeah and um yeah. so i'm playing i'm playing the mario all-stars i'm playing mario 64 i got about half the stars um mm. What else? Oh yeah, I'm oh yeah, I'm playing Mafia. I'm almost. I'm at the end almost. And then uh, I still got Modern Warfare to play the campaign. So that's that's gonna be what I'm gonna be playing next week. Oh yeah, and then Star Wars comes out next week, so I'd probably be doing that. Yeah. But what maybe, about the last for that, huh? What? I'm sure they'll ramp up first. Surely it's not coming out next week. Surely it's, it is. I it's coming Friday. out next week. Uh, yep. That's no. That's um. Yeah, that's definitely not gonna be a flop. Yeah. But like, did you? I mean, sorry. Did Did you guys see the uh, animated short they released for it? Yeah. No. It was a short. No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, it was really good. Actually, it was really good. It was. Sorry, I think like, that was a few weeks ago. Fighter, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was super good. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah it was like, actually, yeah. like animated, like um, you know, Gendy Tartowski or something like that. But okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, no, and no. even then, though, I don't weird, think because like I a, thought it was coming out in the middle of October, mm-hmm. and B, there's yeah. been no advertisements. I haven't seen anything on YouTube. You know, IGN hasn't done a preview. I've just seen nothing about it. And so when someone was like, "Oh, hey, Squadron yeah. comes out next Friday," right? I'm like, "What?" I thought it was coming out like every time mid October. Yeah, ahead. I thought it did too. Sorry, every time I look at the um, cover art or key art for that camera, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a cool little, you know, piece of art. And, and moving on, I guess, because, yeah, I, I already don't really, I'm not that interested into, like, the squadrons side of um, Star Wars and all that stuff. But I think even then, it just looks really low budget, like one of those games that yeah. EA just makes to get onto the license. Really. Yeah, it's not full price, right? I mean... No, it's like 40, no, it's not 40 full price, but it's like it, it has that distinct level of cheapness to it. Sure. I like, you know, I don't know. Games have. I don't know if it's cheapness. Like, I think it looks pretty high quality. My, my thing is, I mean, if, if it doesn't have VR day one, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not getting it day one. It has to have VR I'm only day one. Really, I think it does. I'm on Wikipedia right now, and they haven't done any marketing since that CG short, which was almost two weeks ago. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no marketing at all, which is very strange. Star Wars. I'm sure I'm sure once the reviews hit, they'll still... Yeah, yeah, we're out there. Um, but yeah, I'm really only interested in the gameplay. To be honest, I'm never, I'm not a big Star Wars guy, so. Uh, but I do like no. me some dogfighting games. No, the gameplay, the gameplay is mm. what I'm interested in the most. The story, I could care less. Yeah, story yeah, looks pretty, sure. looks pretty generic. Honestly, if anything, if anything, the fact that it has a Star Wars coat of paint on it is a negative for me. 
Mm. I'd actually prefer it if it was like uh, jets and stuff. But yeah. That's what excites but I know me. That's sacrilege, but. That's what excites me because uh, <laughs> the Battlefront 1 VR thing they had was I'm pretty so awesome. I'm out on Star Wars that it's like just a medium thing. It's just like a math thing. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. Star I like the sound effects and the music and the like the that sort of environment I appreciate, but I mean, I, I, you know, kind of with Smithy that I could care less with this star. I mean, I guess it's, it, I am buying it because it is a star or interested in buying it because it's a star Wars game, but I don't know if yeah. you have all the same stuff, but you got rid of the star Wars name. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, as much, as much as Disney screwed up the sequel trilogy, I, I'm always excited about star Wars. So. Yeah. All right. So we got to start moving on because segment's getting a little long. <laughs> um, so, well, we're we're gonna be doing a live react to the game reward, the game awards on December tenth. Uh, they didn't specify what time it what, what time it starts, but I think it's, gonna, it's probably gonna be like eight o'clock or something. Hmm. It's gonna be James. You're gonna, have, you're gonna have to stay up really late on that one, James. I've I've gone. I I think it was last year or the year before. It must have been the year before. I stayed up um, for it because it was on. I think it started at like two a.m. for me, mm-hmm. and I stayed up and I, I started watching it. And I had work the next day. And it went on for like three hours. Yeah, it's really long. So I had to, it was like three and a half to, hours, right? I had to call in. Don't tell my don't tell my boss, but I had to call in sick because mm-hmm. I I was too knackered the next he's day. He's listening. He's listening. <laughs> he's listening yeah, to the podcast. Boss, boss, if you're listening, hi. First off, second. <laughs> yeah, because I remember it ending at like twelve thirty at night. So I was like, dang, this yeah. went on for three and a half hours. Yeah. I think it's probably the only gaming event that's actually, you know, been on at a reasonable time here in Australia. Like last like last year I tuned into it and it started like two PM or like you know, eleven AM or whatever through to two PM and I'm like, wow, I can actually watch this without being interrupted. So it's are, amazing. So are you gonna do a live react with us or you would you rather Oh yeah, for sure. I will definitely skip out on my birthday celebrations to come hang out with you guys. Cool. It's, ignore the sarcasm, though. I, I definitely will be. You, 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 you better get a better mic, though, because I don't want to hear that noise during the, the oh. show. No, I'm, just, talk, I'm just kidding. This is, I'm just kidding. This is a. <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see how they do it, though, because it's uh it's going to be obviously they can't do it live at, in a, on a big stage, and it's going to be in three different countries. They're doing it in LA, uh, London, and Tokyo. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like this. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be a lot of stream, webcams and people. Yeah, so talking. I mean, they're gonna have what three hosts? One in each country. Um, so wait, is it? So it's Cal- what did you say? So California. I think, I think it's LA, London, and Tokyo, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I didn't think of that. I don't know. I mean. I mean, I don't, I don't think sure. Keely. I don't think Keely can be in three countries at once. I mean, he's a he's a talented guy, but you know, even that's a bit extreme for him. Maybe it just I yeah, that's a good question. Maybe maybe they yeah. just mean like a pre-show it would be in different the different countries, and then like the regular show is the same for everybody else. I'd imagine. But they usually have awards in the pre-show, though, right? Yeah, they yeah, have, well, like, they rush it. They, they usually. They churn out awards in the pre-show so they can have more time for the yeah. world reveals in the in the main thing. Yeah, they usually they usually do the awards that no one really cares about. So it's like best yeah. multiplayer it, shooter know, Fortnite. Okay. They add, yeah. they, they've they've even like ushered along. They've even like run through some seemingly big, big awards. Ones, I think they did yeah. best best score. They just sort of did it on the side. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you can't blame them because they've got to make room for Hydrobot, right? All right, Celeste. Okay, next. <laughs> 
Yeah. What, are they, what are they gonna do this year? Are they gonna have Hydro bought in three different countries? I, I do like, in all seriousness, I do like that they uh, have recently added an award for accessibility and stuff. I'm hoping mm-hmm. they don't just push that to the side. Yeah. Uh, is there yeah. any doubt that The Last of Us is winning that? Is there any doubt? At, at this point, no. I mean, I think Cyber Gold's all the not games, out yet. All the games that are scheduled to come out are currently rushing to get their accessibility options in there. You know they're going to... Just, so just so they can win something, yeah. They're going to extend the deadline for Cyberpunk. There's no way they're going to let Cyberpunk not be at this award show. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, the deadline's the 15th, and then Cyberpunk comes out the 17th, so... Yeah. I Because they screwed over... They screwed something i'd say they'd say oh covid is making us delay the submission deadline yeah he'll find a way exactly especially if cyberpunk is like gets a 97 on metacritic or something there's no way you can just ignore that game because you know well they're not gonna they're not gonna ignore it they'll do it next year no you can't do it next year no one gives them give a shit because that's what happened in jedi fallen order no one gave a shit that's that's what they did with um that's what they did with the Super Smash, Smash Bros. And that was a game of the year contender. Yeah, but that Smash Brothers is like a household name. I mean, I mean, Cyber- there were still doing DLC updates for it. Yeah, I think still the hype DLC. died down. Like you can't. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could. Well, I mean, DLC for the hype for The Witcher Three was long tailed. Yeah, but he, yeah, but he, even Smash Brothers, like after it came out, we had the big Banjo Kazooie announcement. And we had the Persona announcement. It was still very in the. Yeah, atmosphere. It was still very much popular in the atmosphere with the game, so I don't. The environment, yeah. I mean. So, all right, let's well, move. Uh, right, anyway, go. just to, to to wrap up this segment, uh, we should obviously announce that uh, the accessibility awards this year, the game awards, will be presented by Shex Hydro Bar. <laughs> right. That's a shame. Um, <laughs> the Last of Us has a good shot at accessibility, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh. I- it wouldn't be surprised. The cynic in me is saying that Sony probably just like slid in some money on the download just <laughs> to Jeff Kelly and all that. It's like, hey, you know what? You, you should really just put you know an, an accessibility category in there. <laughs> There's this little game called The Last of Us that that really highlights how good accessibility can be in video games. You know? Yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, though, like yeah, it is a good award on multiple fronts not just because it recognizes the games that actually make an effort for that thing but also because um it'll sort of encourage more studios to put more effort into that i think yeah because they'll put more of a spotlight on it i mean i think the last big game that had like you know that counted big accessibility features was like um what gears 5 or something like Mm. last year yeah Yeah. speaking of uh shady business let's get into mafia remastered so I'll, I'll let you kick that off, James. Shady business, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm writing the review. Actually, I've written the first draft of the review already because um, it's quite a short game, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there's only um, twenty one missions, right? Yeah. Um, but honestly, like, it feels incredibly well paced. Um, like they they really use those twenty twenty one missions. Like they every if you sort of asked me to pick a favor out of those i'd have a hard time because they're all really strong there's no weak points yeah um but yeah i mean one. like yeah the story's like the best part right yeah the story, then, story's the best part yeah. yeah and like but only where it falls short is the uh the gameplay because yep. it's still the thing is it's weird because i feel like in the marketing they were sort of they were saying oh yeah it's like ground up remake of the original blah 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 and like 
it's so it's it's not really. I mean, they they it looks brand new, right? The and the graphics are all brand new. But if you, I I assume it's built off of the original because yeah. the gameplay still feels like a PS2 game. It does yes? It's just a fresh coat which of paint. is yeah, pretty pretty much. And I don't know, it's quite buggy as well. I'm uh, sorry, just listing off all the points here, but I don't know if you experienced any. I didn't get any, any bugs. bugs, but I got animation poppins, and the animation was a little weird. There was a, there was some really bad poppin, but yeah. not but not like gameplay problems. I had zero gameplay gameplay problems. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't have anything game breaking, um, but I did have uh, one point. Uh, one of the cutscenes was just a black screen, so I had to restart the whole game. That happened to me once, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll give you guys a quick like summary or rundown of the game like introductions like obviously it takes place during it takes place during prohibition when alcohol is illegal in america and uh you play as tom angelo tommy angelo that's actually my uncle's name which is very strange but anyway <laughs> i'm very i'm italian so, so italian uh, you're featured in mafia so <laughs> yes um it's, it's the game of my people there's a guy named Vincenzo and Polly and there's my I have cousins. Everybody in this game has the same. I know everybody. Everybody in my family has the same name as the people in this game. Anyway, um, so it takes place in like 1933 to 35 or whatever. He's he joins the he's a cab driver. He, he kind of gets thrown into the mafia and he just decides to stick with it. And basically, you just the whole game is basically a linear game where you just go through different story arcs where they. They, they, uh, and he, he kind of. There's some missions where you have to steal a car. Some missions you have to kill someone. There's other missions where you, you know, it's basically a Grand Theft Auto game, really. Like Grand Theft Auto is the same that's structure. The most sort of, that's the most surprising thing, isn't it? How it's like it's a very linear game, but it's a sandbox in an open game. world. It's not really map. a sandbox game. It's a linear game. I know. Don't it, like it goes from when one mission ends, the next one starts immediately. Yeah, yeah. There's you don't get an opportunity. Yeah. The, there is free room, but it's like you have to select it from the main menu as exactly. a different thing. Yeah, it's not like Grand Theft Auto where it's like you just do what yeah. you want and then you go to the mission. It's, it goes right into it. It's a linear, I think it's a linear that, game. I think that helps its pacing so much because there's no like side missions and everything. You don't have to go from one mission to the yeah. next and yeah. and all that sort of stuff. It's sort of every mission feels like a. A snapshot because it's sort of being told like a story so yeah. it's just the big events yeah you know uh so, so the so the characters are great the writing's great the dialogue's great um character models are great even though the animation can have a, it's a, it's more of the environment that pops in but the character models look really good um <laughs> it looks like i want to say it looks like a next gen game but it's it's a pretty high-end ps4 game like the amount the character models look pretty good um, I was gonna say it looks kind of it, it looks basically on par with Mafia Three in terms of visuals. When Mafia Three is some yeah. damn good, yeah, know, graphics. Yeah. If only Mafia it's, Three. It's a little. Go ahead. It, it looks great, yeah. but it's a little glitchy. It like it's a little rough around the edges, right? Yeah, and it's like I, th- I feel like that hurts it quite because it's like even if it's not big things, there are little sort of there are little bits that are maybe in the corner of the screen or something like that. Every like in like every scene. Pretty much, and it's it's a little, it is it's a little irritating in that way because as good as like the character models and the lighting looks and everything, yeah. there's always that one thing that was like, oh, okay, this looks a little wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but the the biggest problem with the game is uh, the gameplay. The controls, the way the running animation is really awful. It's really bad, mm-hmm. especially after playing The Last of Us Part Two. It it's so bad. And yeah. um, it, it, climbing is really difficult. It's just very janky. 
You gotta press triangle yeah, like, to climb on things. The the melee as well. The melee the combat bad, yeah. is like you, you just you Yeah. There's no sort of there's no weight to it really. No. You just sort of press circle triangle to, to punch. Dodge and circle to punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's that's it really. And, and uh, so yeah, yeah, there's not much to that. You that's spam, very sort of PS2. Yeah, you spam circle and then you then there's a button a quick time event that comes up and you finish them. Which is pretty hmm. that's pretty cool, but Yeah. Um Cover mechanics plays just like a Red Dead or Grand Theft Auto. You you know hide behind a wall and you shoot and is you can have auto aim if you want. It's up to you. The thing is about all that sort of stuff, about all the the gameplay and everything that feels outdated is you get used to it pretty quickly. Yeah, like yeah. after a few after a few missions, it sort yeah, of it's, yeah. it goes to the back of your mind. Yeah, and like yeah. after that, when you get all the the big set pieces and everything, mm-hmm. that's like it starts to become really fun. Yeah, of you course. Know, yeah. Like, well, this game is an eight out of ten to me, so I think it's quite good. Uh, the thing, I mean, it's dated, but it's not horrible. It's not, it's not unplayable. Like like Mafia yeah. Three to me was unplayable. I couldn't even finish it. Like I couldn't even. This game, I have no problems. The only thing, I, nothing I don't like is the driving. Obviously, the driving's older cars and stuff but the controls are, I, I like the driving quite i was surprised I how much i like the driving that one race was pretty bad i like thought that i, I, thought I, that I won, one race was fantastic i, I mean like i mind you i'm i probably didn't fail as many times i didn't fail at all but oh, i think i beat on the first try but i just didn't yeah, like it okay yeah. i i assume i assume just because i play a lot of racing games maybe that was better for me but i i'm just kind of like I kind of like how weighty the cars feel because yeah. it feels kind of authentic for that time. It does. But it's kind of a pain. Yeah. Look, look there's, there's missions where you have to like chase somebody in a car, and the, and the yeah. AI the, is the perfect, one, and you're not. So the, the car chase missions were like okay, you can go when you're going through some tight alleyways and stuff. They can be a little annoying, but on the whole, I thought they were okay. The worst thing for me was there's a mission where you're chasing somebody on a motorbike. And that yeah. was absolutely atrocious because the yeah. bike is so unresponsive. Yeah, it it honestly, I had to restart that one like five or six times. So you're like, um, so you're like more than halfway through the game now. Then I finished the game. You finished yeah. it, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, like I, I when I started off at like a seven um, out of ten, it's a short I, game, I've yeah. gone up. I've gone up since then. I won't spoil the actual score, but but yeah, I I, I got warmer on it as I. Well, I know it's, as no, I went it's not below a seven, so. He's just playing. Well, I'm just playing. I not not close enough, friend. But right. there you go. All right, no worries. Uh, I don't. I don't even much to add more to that, right? Like we hit the yeah, game, the gameplay put- is outdated, but everything else is pretty good. The environment can be a little janky, poppins, but other than that, it's a pretty gorgeous looking I think game. That I haven't. I plan on because uh, I got the trilogy. I plan on going through Mafia Two again uh, next, mm-hmm. and by I so I can't speak to it yet. But I heard that it. How was a similar thing where it was very buggy and rough around the edges and that sort of thing? I believe Jim Sterling did a review for one of the remakes. I think that was Mafia 2. I think I talked about this before as well. But yeah, it's incredibly buggy. Yep. So, uh, good luck. If you're not really into it, maybe you'll be on sale soon, but like eventually. Yeah. I, I definitely say it's worth the value. Yeah. I, I think How so. How much is it retailing? 40 bucks. Forty bucks. Okay. Well, thirty-five pounds UK. You yeah, you can um, you can buy it separately for forty dollars. You can buy the trilogy for sixty. But I have mm-hmm. no interest in playing three, so I didn't. I I only got the I only got the trilogy because like the box was nice and I couldn't help myself. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> I got it digitally. Yeah. Um. So it, I would I recommend it. It's multiple bene. So. Anyway, um, 
There, there you go. That should be the tagline. Prior. Yeah. Sono Italiano. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to Final Fantasy 16. Uh, so it, apparently it's coming out much sooner than we think. It's actually, it's been, in, according to uh, Jason Schreier, he says, he said this on a podcast. He said, I've heard from people who are familiar with the game's development. It's actually been in development for at least four years in some capacity. So it's coming out sooner than people think. And now it has a, uh, it has a rating. It has a Peggy 18 rating. So if a game has a rating, it has to be close. Peggy 18 is the first of the series, right? Because I don't remember. Uh, maybe maybe for a main series, but Type 0 is rated M. That was violent. Game. But for a main yeah, series, was, yeah. I was, I, I was actually kind of surprised to see the like blood and stuff in the in the trailer as well. Yeah, yeah, for a main main one, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, well, that was quite bloody. Yeah, that's not a surprise that it's rated M at all, actually. I mean, I guess I guess they really are leaning into that Game of Thrones aesthetic because things are going to be dark. Yeah. Oh, I hope there's like a red wedding scene in that game or something. <laughs> it's just anime characters getting slaughtered. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 30 second clip we're going to use. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be now. now that it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the the biggest yeah. surprise is that it's so soon. So, uh, like we thought, like maybe twenty twenty two because we didn't get a release date at all. But yeah, for sure. But if you get yeah, a rating sure. and everything, and it's four years in development, I feel like next year is a good maybe November. I mean, how much does the average mainline Final Fantasy take? Is it is it very variable or does it have a constant? Like, do we know ten mm. years? Right? Wasn't it? For, no, for that's, just Nomura. Like that? that's just the more. That's just the more. No. Um, <laughs> there's was... Final Fantasy and then there's Kingdom Hearts. Come on, they have a Let difference. 10 was like 2001 and then 12 was like 2005 and then uh, 11 was like 2011 maybe 2010 or something uh, and 15 is was it like a, every four years is it like a ubisoft is it like a ubisoft kind of situation where there's like multiple different studios working on yes. different titles at once or is it like the same studio every different year? Studio. Well, you know, different developers because they yeah, they've got people working on teams. remake two, right? As well, remake yes. part two. Oh, right. Yeah, you got one yeah. team doing Kingdom Hearts, another team doing Final Fantasy VII remake, another team doing Final yeah. Fantasy fourteen the MMO, and then you got other team doing fifteen. Yeah, Square Square has a lot of even within Kingdom Hearts itself. There's like three different teams right now, so they they, yeah. they have a lot of teams. Yes, they're and, actually they're actually geniuses because by making it an anthology series, like they've. They've created their own cash cow that they don't ever have to worry about it going stale or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and because they have a, it's always different. And they have yep. mobile games and there's then there's the strategy ones too, so Yeah. You got like you got like, like I'm not oh sorry. Go ahead. I'm not that Sorry, I'm not that, that invested into like you know Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy and whatnot, but I find it ironic that Final Fantasy is more of an anthology series that doesn't really have to you know rely on continuity as much. And then you have the Kingdom Hearts series, which relies so heavily on continuity that people are basically lost without playing each and every yeah. installment, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's, except for yeah. Seven. Seven has its own uh, chronological games. It has Crisis Core, and it has oh, Dirge of Cerberus, and it has because, the movie. That's because Tetsuya Nomura is behind it. <laughs> Seven is the most popular <laughs> by far, and it's not even close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm still waiting for a PS4 or a PS5 remaster of Crisis Core. I'm, I don't know what they're waiting for. You don't want to You don't want a remaster of... Oops, sorry, Seth. You don't want a remaster of the Dirge? I would take that too. Yeah, but I want Crisis Core first. Okay. Because I love I Zach. Like, Zach's my favorite character. 
I'm looking forward to a remaster of uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake where they make the NPCs uh, PS3 NPCs instead of PS2 NPCs. That'll be great. <laughs> I don't. I don't get that one. Oh, sorry. Some of the NPCs look really uh, janky. They look really outdated. I don't actually oh, care. Okay. It's kind of a right. common joke. So I was just joking that they're going to go from PS2 to PS3. Yeah. Like, I just want a coherent story. Because they went crazy at the ending. I love the ending. Spoilers. But... Yeah. Oh, I, I like the ending as well. No, I liked it. I just This is weird. Anyway. Uh, maybe I don't, I don't have a frame of reference. I've not played the original. So. It's yeah. Nomura. Yeah. It's Nomura. Same with... Yeah. I mean, Kingdom Hearts is really... I think the story is really not hard to follow if you play it in chronological order. But the problem was the games came out in, in random weird order. So, like, if you skipped Chain of Memories and went right from 1 to 2, you would have been totally lost, like like most For people sure. were. But if you played all three in a row, it's not a problem. It's a little better now that they have the PS4 and the Xbox yeah. collections. Yeah. And basically, the, the way that they... Uh, advise you to play like the top-down menu that they give you is the order that you should be playing it anyway so mm-hmm. it's, it's better now but it used to be a freaking nightmare for kingdom hearts fans yeah, or cool. anybody who wants to like, quick, it's a little what's the yes. uh, can you give me the order like really quick is it birth by sweet sleep first <laughs> are you actually being serious yeah i am actually birth by sleep is okay. the first sure. one uh, yeah, so you should basically play in release date order, but vaguely, or uh, not vaguely, but um, so uh, start with Kingdom Hearts 1, go into Chain of Memories, uh, then you go to Kingdom Hearts 2, then you go to uh, the 365 over 2 or whatever, um, and then you go uh, to Recoded. Um, oh, you can skip that one. Go, what's that? You can skip that one. Well, you can skip Recoded. I'm just saying that's yeah. the order. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying in the games. I don't remember the exact yeah. order. Um, but um, uh, after Recoded, uh, you would probably go to Birth by Sleep. Um, and then you would uh, go to uh, Dream Drop. Um, 0.2. Yeah. No, not 0.2. You'd probably go to Back Cover and then yeah. 0.2. Yeah. And then Kingdom Hearts 3. Probably. Yeah, when you say point, you mean like 2.8 or whatever with, with Aqua? Uh, well, 0.2 is the, the little demo they had with Aqua. Where yeah, it was yeah. a two hour game and yeah, yeah no, that's what I mean. Yeah. That that order sounds pretty right to me, actually. Yeah. I agree with that list. Cool. That order. Anyway, um so let's move on. Cause we'll, we'll talk about Kingdom Hearts for forty minutes. Sure. I yeah, know I will. Sure. I know I will. So. Yeah, Alright, so two games are coming out for the PS five. Uh they're getting a free update. first of all, Man Eaters come in the PS five. It's getting a, a it's getting a four K sixty frames per second version. Uh, it has ray tracing and it has dual sense for support. So that's pretty awesome. Interesting. I wonder what the dual sense support will be like on on that. Yeah. I haven't played it yet. So really it's a fight like on the human victims. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you feel like a shark. You know? That's right. It really makes you feel like a shark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh. and um, Borderlands Three is coming to PS Five. It's getting a free upgrade. It's also going to be 4K 60 frames per second uh, for the single player. And it's adding a three to four player like local multiplayer split screen mode, which you know, which I, I don't really care for. But leave that in the nineties. Leave that in the nineties. Yeah, I just don't know how um four player split screen 
in yeah. a game like Borderlands is going to work because it, it's very, you know. Um, well, they've done that. They've done that with all of them. Yes, they did. Well, yeah, but it's like it's very UI intensive. Like you kind of need to have all of the, you know, UI and whatnot on screen. And if you compress that into like a quarter of the size, depending on like you know the size of screen you have, if you shrink it down to a quarter of the size, it'll it could easily just become. So well, the answer, no the answer is simple, Mitch. Just get a bigger telly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, why don't I figure that? I'll just... How I don't big, even know. Well, how big is your, your telly? The big TV we have in my house is about 65-inch. Quit yeah. bragging. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't play on it regularly, though. I don't... I've yeah. got, like, a much smaller, like, 40-inch or whatever. Maybe not even, oh, so. a much smaller 40-inch. Yeah, yeah. But the TV behind okay. me... The TV behind me is 55. 60. Yeah. 4K oh, HDR. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I can't get over the fact that Maneater's getting a PS5 upgrade. Like, who the heck needed the Shark game? Me? I haven't played it yet. So... I, I haven't played I, it either. Is, is anyone... Has anyone is played it, it? Is it a free upgrade? Because yeah, I bought yes. it. I just it's a free upgrade. It. Okay, good. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are all, but both of them are free upgrades if you own the game already. So weird yeah. to me. I mean, uh, maybe it'll play a little better. I don't know. I heard it was like a very average game. I do love sharks, so I mean, I was tempted. Yeah, it to looks buy like a it, fun but... game where you just jump right. You know yeah. what I mean? Not, I mean it's nothing special. Yeah. Game, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Borderlands Three. I actually haven't played yet. I have it on PS4, so I might just wait mm. now. Because I heard game, fun game. I heard it really. It really. I heard there's problems with the game. Like, did it, it didn't run really well? Yeah. So, I didn't have any. I'm on a PS4 Pro, but I didn't have any. I mean, I did too. Issues. Okay. Yeah. I, just... I think the biggest problems I have with, with it are just the writing, because the story oh, is not. God. Oh god. Oh god. Listen, yeah, I actually, I think I liked the characters. Not to turn this into a Borderlands three review, but I actually like the characters more than most. Uh, I think the worst thing about the writing is the humor. It's really yeah. shallow and bad. Um. Especially, like, okay, so people hate Claptrap, right? I, in previous games, I've actually, like, I, I've not found him as annoying as other people have. Yeah. But in, in Borderlands 3, he is intolerable. Like, I every time he says something in Borderlands 3, I get the urge to turn off my PlayStation <laughs> really? and throw out the window. I thought it was the chick that everybody hated. Like, they found her really annoying. Which one? Uh, the main bad guy or whatever. Oh, uh, Tyree. Oh, people like, couldn't stand her. I heard. I I'm not uh, I'm not a fan of the whole uh, evil live streamers uh, yeah, thing. It's cringy. I think that's a I think that's I think that's a bad um, attempt at humor. But yeah, yeah I mean it has its charms, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the live streamer idea could have had potential, but I think the way that they did it felt very Gen Y. In how they did it, like you could tell that they didn't have a full grasp on like what actual internet memes are. Because instead, like they basically like they play memes, and it was literally just like you know funniest home videos edits or whatever. Like not, it was like yeah, I mean, what am I watching? That's that's what Borderlands sort of is at this point. It's just meme humor, yeah. right? And it's so. very like outdated meme humor. Yeah, huh. yeah. I don't, and it doesn't help that I, I'm not really a big fan of Randy Pitchford and Gearbox at all. Can't stand. Yeah, him. I don't think oh, anyone yeah. is. That guy's a scumbag. I think yeah, I, Randy Pitchford is much better at losing USB sticks than he is at being a good human being. It seems, yeah. but but my favorite videos, uh, Jim, my favorite Jim Sterling videos, is when he does a Randy Pitchford video. 
Yeah. He can't stand him. Like yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Anyway, we got we gotta start moving on. All right. yeah, I'm gonna get my medieval times membership revoked <laughs> if I keep talking like this. <laughs> so we we, we kind of really hit on this a little bit, but uh, so the Spidey PS4 to uh, PS5, you use a free upgrade, of course. But the remastered, uh, oh, no, let me correct myself. Miles Morales is a free upgrade from PS4 to PS5, but the Spider-Man PS4 cannot be upgraded to get the PS5 version. You have to buy the new uh, Ultimate Edition. Uh, and 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 the saves don't don't carry over either. So you got to look at it as its own game. It's a PS5 remaster of Spider-Man. Um, but my question is, we already knew that. But my question is, are we going to see that more with other PS4 games? Are we going to see The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima as remasters, and they're going to charge you like twenty dollars to play them? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're gonna yeah they're they're gonna make you pay for the remastered version because there's the port. You can play the port if you own the PS4 version. You like not the port, sorry, the backwards compatibility mm-hmm. version. But you know, I mean they made you pay for the Last of Us remastered again. You know, yeah. So, but I think it's different didn't this time. Like, sorry, didn't they release that like a year and a half after the originals released them, or a year and a half? I'm not sure. Like a year, year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, but the the thing is, like, they still they're still putting work into that game after the game's been made. They're still putting work into it to remaster it. They need to recoup, right? Yeah. But like, it's different this time because when the Last of Us remastered came out, nobody really PS3 was Sony's worst console, and a lot of people were on Xbox, so a lot of people didn't play the Last of Us. And um, but in this environment right now everybody's doing free upgrades so it, it looks it's a very bad look for sony to to like start charging well, people that, yeah but those upgrades those upgrades aren't remasters right they're just sort of they've added ray tracing yeah, and but, up the frame rate but, that X, sort of thing. but even xbox is allow is giving people free like like improved versions of their games it's not a good look yeah i just i just think remasters are a different beast though they are know? but how much better I feel like the last of us really needs another remaster no. on the ps5 i mean it's just it's- i'd i'd take it i'd take it I mean, they, can, they can remaster that game as many times yeah, as they want i'll buy it every time i mean i would buy it probably just to have a physical copy because i i kick myself i bought the digital deluxe edition but i bought it digitally i don't have anything to show for it i don't usually care about that kind of stuff but with last was part two i kind of care yeah mm. yeah yeah so like you guys, I know you guys all love The Last of Us, but would you guys like rebuy Ghost of Tsushima or something like that? No, for no. PS Five. I don't think so. The game's too I, long. I like that game quite a lot, but I would. I don't think I'd do that. I don't think I don't even think I, I can play The Last of Us again. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say, Mitch? Sorry, what was that? Uh, I was gonna say I um I would buy Ghost of Tsushima on PS Five, seeing as I haven't yeah, gotten yeah. it yet. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, my my biggest question is like how much more they can do on either game on PS5. Like I'd say you know Ghost of Tsushima could definitely benefit from ray tracing because that'll look you know, sixty frames. Yeah, sixty frames makes a huge difference. I mean, someone on YouTube, uh, <laughs> too, yeah. somebody on YouTube uh, slowed down The Last of Us Part Two gameplay, and then they they found a way. They they did a cool editing trick to make it sixty frames per second, and, and it's so much better. Yeah, it's like night and day. I remember. Um, I remember a time on a podcast, like a month or two back, I I said, um, you know, I don't really think we need, you know, like a 60 FPS um, update for part two. And then I watched that video. And I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe we do. Yeah. Maybe we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it is a big difference. Yeah. 
but yeah. uh but this, I, I mean it's also different because ps obviously ps4 is the second highest selling console of all time so everybody's everybody that wanted to play last of us part two already played it so it's not probably not as a rush to give a remaster as much as the first one because obviously the user base yeah. is a lot bigger now so i think that's why yeah, like, sorry i was gonna say i think if they do end up you know remastering part two and have it sold as its own thing i'd say that they'd either do like one or two things they'd either have it at a cheaper price mm-hmm. or they'd either have it at full price and include the factions mode with it yeah i could see i could see Ooh. that but um that's interesting i don't yeah. think i don't I think not for 70 dollars Yeah. That's too much for a remaster of a game like that, I think. Honestly, though, like, as far as I'm concerned, they should just, they can just leave it and then in like 15 years have Bluepoint, you know, <laughs> remake the whole thing. People would love that. They're pretty good at that. They are really good at that. Good at that. All right, so, that's, uh, that's their thing. They've sort of dug themselves a niche. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of uh, Last of Us, Outbreak, they changed Outbreak Day, obviously, because the pandemic's going on. To the Last of Us Day, uh, so they revealed a couple of posters which I didn't really care for, but there was cool artwork by Yoji Shinkawa that uh, Metal Gear Solid solid one. That's awesome. I've got that as my desktop background right now. Yeah, it's my iPad home lock screen. It's freaking amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna sum up. Yeah, so they did. They did uh, coffee cups and posters and shirts and everything everything guitars but everything but giving us factions so so the comments yeah. were all like, so a lot of people were really disappointed in the comments obviously <laughs> they, well, well, I, so the last of us the last of us day this year did two things for me the first thing it did was it made me buy an overpriced statue um and the the second thing is it reminded me how much i love that fucking game mm-hmm. uh, just all like bringing back all the hype uh around it and everything and like yeah I, even though there was obviously people on twitter you know shouting you know dead game rubbish game it sucks blah 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 mm-hmm. um like it was it it sort of brought back all them feelings i had when i played it when i finished playing it mm-hmm. yeah i i yeah. i really liked the i sw- i finally switched over i'd had um my background as the pre-order background where there are drawings of different characters and they all change throughout and they have like wonderful Last of Us music. Uh, I changed it to the beat. Well, the the beach one basically is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very pretty, very nice. Uh, it's a very it, it's got sound of waves and stuff. Um, I'm thinking about changing my background to um, the um, the the multicolored one with all the characters in it. Um, the one that you shared, Seb. I think. Yeah. So I might I might do that. Other than that, I mean, I I guess we could also talk about the multiplayer. Yeah, like the. Yeah. We know they're working on something, like, but it, it's been over a year. Yeah. It's been almost a year now. So Neil Neil Druckmann put out a tweet saying he was sort of very um, ambiguous about it, but he didn't say specifically what it was. But he said, you know, in terms of that thing that everyone is waiting for, whatever. He just said, be patient. Yeah. I, I'd be so. su- I'd be surprised if we don't get it. Was that yesterday? You said that. Uh, yeah, yesterday. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I would assume it's still at least a year, maybe two yeah. away. The only the only problem with it is not it's not even entirely Naughty Dog's fault. Is that Sony's kind of been on a bad streak recently because they got caught lying and you know pre order pre order chaos. 
this kind of adds yeah. on to the whole Sony's fucking up like problem right now. And uh, this doesn't help at all. It's not Naughty Dog's fault, but it's kind of adding to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's it's kind of like a, a backwards. The whole pre-order chaos thing is kind of like a big, big ass backwards compliment because it's like people are mad at Sony because their consoles are selling out, but the aren't well. Besides, you know, a lack of stock, the main reason their consoles are selling out so damn quickly is because they have such a loyal and dedicated fan base. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, the problem, yeah, like the, it's... Yeah, the, the problem was they didn't give anyone a heads up. They were... They, no, yeah. They kind of yeah. just threw, threw... Like I said, I made the analogy last week, throwing, like, meat into a piranha tank. And, uh... Yeah. That's what happened. That was a problem. Yeah, that, that, was a, that wasn't good, but, um... Yeah, but but Xbox gave everybody a heads up, and they still had a, huge problems as well. Which goes to show you yeah. that it doesn't matter how you do it; you're gonna have problems with pre-orders. It's just part of the pre-order chaos. There's no good yeah, way of doing it. Yeah, I'd say at the same time though, people weren't as harsh on Microsoft and no. Xbox because, as you said, they gave a heads up, and you know, like everyone, True. Like, it felt more fair. If you didn't yeah. miss out on pre-ordering it, it's it's just kind of like, oh, okay, I missed out on it, but that's because I just wasn't quick enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's also because people are kind of on the hate Sony bandwagon right now, just because you know people people always live in the moment. Like, as soon as like Sony yeah. buys a company or something, all the fanboys will come out and start talking shit. <laughs> it's like it's like Xbox is like momentum right now, so everything Sony does is kind of like under a microscope. We'll get into that pretty soon, but. Mm. All right, so I got we start moving on. Mm-hmm. So Mass Effect Legendary Edition. So according to GamesBeat.com, um, apparently the only thing the the game was supposed to come out this year, but apparently it's getting hold up because the the first game is having a lot of problems. It's not meeting the standards of the um of the other two. Um, I mean, it is a very dated game gameplay wise. Yes, I'd say. So if they're like completely redoing the combat and gameplay, yeah, I'd say it, that'd be one. Yeah, yeah make it more like you yeah. and it'll be fine. Yeah, it's having issues with yeah. the visuals and the gameplay. Yeah. Um, Doesn't it's, surprise me considering Andromeda, but yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited for the for the trilogy because I haven't I haven't played any of those games. Andromeda was my first Mass Effect game. Oh. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to play through those eventually whenever this does come. I was saying wow, more out of surprise than out of offense. I was just surprised. I was just mm, yeah. neutrally surprised. But yeah, okay. those games are awesome. Yeah. I, would, I would love to go back through them. So we were we were supposed to get a reveal next month, but then that sounds like it's not happening now. But apparently it's gonna come. But they say it's gonna come out early. It's gonna come out early 2021. Go ahead. Can we expect a reveal at the Game Awards then? I'd say that'd be like okay. the best place. They I can see that. It. Do you think they've got those sort of reveals locked in by now, though? No, no. I, I, don't, see, probably, well, I don't see why you I would. Think I'd say, like, considering other shows in the past, like, they'd have them... They'd have them... they try to get as many forced in, like, as close as they can to the actual, you know, published date or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, interesting. Like, last year they had... They were going to do a Half-Life thing last year, and then that got pulled at the last minute, right? That's true. So yeah, yeah exactly. I guess I was more on Yeah, no, definitely on Bob's part there. But yeah, I, I, I guess things are sort of always in flux, right? 
Yeah, I think that's the um after doing a you know entertainment production course for a year, it's, I've kind of become very wary of how what how of how last minute changes to a show plan or whatever can absolutely screw up the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. But um I so yeah, I don't I don't envy Jeff Keighley and everyone who works on things like um the game show or the game awards. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I mean he works on that thing for six months straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So um Mass Effect three they said Mass Effect three is not gonna have a multiplayer because it it would uh cause it would make it would make it seem like a, a live service game. They don't want to do that. They don't seem like it's worth the investment. They rather they ra- they would rather focus on Apex, something like that. EA, I mean, mm. not not Bioware. Um, yeah. yeah. So they'll probably put them all in a package, like like a downloadable package. Maybe they'll sell them all separately, twenty dollars each, I'd or maybe. Say, um, I'd say, yeah. Sorry, I'd say after Anthem, this is definitely going to, well, hopefully it's going to be Bioware's sort of redemption arc. Mm. Because, I mean, they're still working on Anthem 2.0, but I don't think they're going to win over many people. Honestly, I I would start saying your prayers for Bioware, because I don't think think they're going to be around much longer. (laughs) But I'd say this is, like, the safe way for them to go for, like, the next project. Yeah. I mean, I could sell it. I could see it selling really, really well for them. Hopefully, yeah. that would be a real shame. As long as, yeah, as long as they don't have like you know Prince of Persia's Sense of Time level reveal, then I, I'd say they'd be good. Oh God, don't remind me. Don't put that in my head. <laughs> yeah, that was a disaster. Yeah. I was so disappointed. All right. Yeah. Next topic. That's pretty much all. That's pretty much all the news for uh, Mass Effect. So early 2021. So I would. That sounds like something that would be like good time for January or February. The big. I think February March makes. Yeah, because nothing yeah. really. There's nothing really coming out at the beginning of the year. Yeah, you want you want to slip something like that out between the cracks, right? Yeah. So, Metal Gear Solid remake is like is a rumor. Obviously, there's nothing concrete, but. Apparently, uh, according to our YouTube channel Red Gaming Tech, and I'm getting this off uh, Push Square. Obviously, this this could oh, yeah. be complete bullshit, but you never know. Uh, the, apparently, they've been accurate on some leaks, but according to the source, uh, there's gonna be our full remake. That's not like a port or a remaster; it's a full remake. And then, and they're also doing a remaster of two, three, and four. Uh, which is pretty cool. Oh. That would be awesome because I haven't played any of those in a long time. Um, but the thing is, obviously, Konami owns the IP, so I don't know how that would work. But there's been there's been rumors that Sony's been working with Konami behind the scenes. Obviously, with Silent Hill, it had a lot of smoke to it. I was obviously we're not we're probably not getting that, but there's something to that. Yeah, these rumors so keep what, popping up. What this tells me, if it's happening, is that um, it's not Bluepoint doing the Metal Gear Solid remake like people no, yeah. maybe were speculating a while ago. Right. Um, which means it's Konami doing it. Yep. Which means it'll probably suck because Konami has had their issues with this sort of thing in the past, right? Yeah, but uh, um, apparently the rumor with uh, uh, with Silent Hill was that Studio Japan was working on it. You know, Sony's Japan Studio, yeah, whatever yeah. it's called. So they mean they would be working on the remake. That hmm, that's a strong maybe. possibility. So are you telling me that uh, Kojima may be making a new Metal Gear with Kojima Productions? Money? Yeah, because. 
they're, they're going into like kind of another topic but uh sony we've all heard the reports that sony's really interested in making these third-party deals and stuff so sony oh, yeah. might really really be giving konami a boatload of money to get an ip I'd say especially, yeah it's fair man. i'd say especially after you know this week's news with microsoft and bethesda i'd say sony would be yes. more interested than ever to try and lock in some third-party yes. deals the thing is uh Konami's like word shit now because Konami is... Yeah. <laughs> Konami probably isn't the best direction to go. They like I pachinko machines. IPs, yeah. I, I'd say they, they're just going after the IPs. Yeah, the IPs. Yeah. yeah. It's very popular. Go ahead. Go ahead. If there was a sign for Konami on the road, I would head in the exact opposite direction. Yeah, like, Konami's I'd horrible. rather be Bioware than Konami right now. Yeah, Konami pisses me off. Um, yeah. Just incompetent, whereas Konami is just flat out. Yeah. You know, well, I'll save this. I'll save yeah. this. I'll save this for when we get into the Bethesda stuff. But um, yeah. So I'll, I'll wait on for that one. So let me move on to. Uh, so we, apparently the UI for the PS5, the patent got leaked or not leaked, but I guess it was online or something. It looks pretty cool. I mean, I, it's kind of hard to show on a podcast. So, but I don't want. I don't want to see that. That's yeah. the. Uh, the PS5 UI. Apparently, yeah, apparently there's a lot of smoke to uh, getting a, a whole console reveal in a couple of weeks because people are people in Japan and stuff are actually getting the actual hardware and they're like they're sending it to YouTubers and stuff in Japan yeah, and things. Travis, Travis Scott, fucking yeah, he has the controller. <laughs> people probably already have it. So apparently we're we're gonna get a lot. We're gonna be we're gonna be getting a lot of reveals in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pissed. It's the. I mean, what? Because I've a couple of um. I think it's Ryan McCaffrey posted on Twitter. He had um the actual Series X like in yeah his they house. sent they sent out Series X units to like Jeff Keighley and and a bunch of, and a bunch yeah. of other people. Yeah, people have had yeah, that so for a while now. Well, what well, they had what they had before was the um uh, a model unit, but now yeah, they have models. the actual unit. Yeah, which is weird because yeah. PlayStation is like like a few weeks away and. Like no one's had their hands on it yet. We've yet to see a physical version of the of the console. That's the thing as well. Like, um, you know, uh, Travis Scott he put up an Instagram post of him holding the controller, mm-hmm. saying, you know, I'm going to be playing this till the sun comes up or something like that. And like, he was there was no console in sight. It was just the controller, which okay, fair enough. But it was also just a white screen on the TV. Okay, maybe he's not allowed to show the UI. But it makes me think, like, they already maybe they just sent him a controller and told him to. <laughs> put that out because i mean they sent jeff keely a controller right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so he probably sa- he probably signed a uh like a just like you know you can't do anything yet <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, yeah. i'm forgetting the name Let of it grab the camera and just motion like here it is here it is it's right here <laughs> that's yeah. basically what uh, jeff keely did with like the the, the, the control thing though is like this is the controller i'm playing the game on screen right now wow i feel the sand yeah maybe they're doing a maybe they're doing like a commercial with travis scott because like sony likes to do things like that uh like like college football just started up and play the and place it says playstation 5 presents so playstation likes to uh use mainstream like artists or something an american yeah. media so he's, he's probably he's, he's probably gonna do a commercial or something 
I was about to say they should get Banksy to do like a little PS5 artwork, but I'd say that doesn't align whatsoever with Banksy's morals and sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. like, and that reminds me that um, Ubisoft did that trailer for Ghost Recon Breakpoint with with uh, some rapper. I can't remember who it was, um, but it was really <laughs> fucking weird. Uh, I think yeah. I, I don't know. Do you guys remember that? Or no, I, I don't. Uh, vaguely, I mean, I've kind of erased Breakpoint from my memory. So. Hang on, let me see. <laughs> so while he while he looks it up, um, so they also showed the VR controllers. The new PS VR two, whatever you call it. Yeah, I saw, I saw the patent for that. Yeah, yeah. Look, it looks modern. It looks like a, a Oculus controllers. Pretty cool. That's, yeah, that's the thing. It's because like, I mean, I just recently got a PlayStation VR myself, oh, and finally. like the controllers are, I'd say they're pretty bulk st- Like they're the PlayStation controllers, but yeah. it's like for VR, they feel. Like, it's definitely weird not having an actual analog stick or anything. Yeah, it feels cheap. Like, VR. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, playing um, what, Resident Evil 7 in VR, mm. you, you literally have to use a controller. You can't use any of the yeah. know, move controls. Yeah. So who's the... I think so. It, yeah. Who's the rapper? Yeah, so it was... It was Lil Wayne that did that trailer with, mm. and it's it's really weird. It's basically like um, it's a bunch of people doing like live action uh, yeah. version of the game where they're like they've got the guns and everything, uh, but you can just hear like Lil Wayne and his friends like yeah. speaking through their mouths. It's really fucking Which weird. Is weird because I don't know Lil Wayne's not. As, I don't think he's as popular anymore. Yeah, like, like, I used to, I listen. I, he was my favorite artist in high school. No, I don't. But I don't think he's the same. I think that's what made it weird at the time because people sort of had yeah. forgotten about him. And... Cause he got, he got. I think the last time I heard of, um, sorry, I think the last time I heard of Lil Wayne was on the uh, Suicide Squad movie soundtrack. Yeah. Of all things. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he yeah. got. Yeah, he drank yeah. like he drank the purple drink and he went to the hospital and then he almost died and he hasn't really done much since. Anyway, <laughs> good. I'm getting off. Anyways, topic. yeah. <laughs> We're having very interesting asides this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Yeah. So let's, much. that's pretty much it. So we're probably gonna get a reveal pretty soon, in a couple of weeks. And then we're gonna finally see the UI. I'm really curious because one thing I'm really hoping for is we were able to record gameplay in 4K, like the Xbox does. Like mm. Xbox, you let you record games in 4K, 60 frames per second. I just, I, I just hope that um, you'll be able to record gameplay in 1080p at least, because as it stands, you guys yeah. without who have regular PS4s cannot. Which is a pain in my ass. <laughs> no, don't look at me, I am pro. But uh, no, but yeah. like at least do fourteen forty. You can't, you can't, you just no way you can do ten eighty p. It's twenty twenty. Like consoles are pretty strong. If PlayStation does ten eighty p recording on a PS five, that'd be a massive disappointment. There's no excuse that they can't at least do fourteen forty sixty frames. I'm, I'm sure they can think of some excuse. Plus, I'm, I'm cu- plus I want to know how they do the. Uh, like how you know Xbox lets you like, you can like turn a game off and like it will save where it is, and then you can switch between games with no yeah. issue. I hope PS Five does something on that. That's cool. They haven't said anything about that for PS Five, which makes me no. think they're not going to do it. Yeah, but we haven't got anything on the UI yeah. at all. So I everything's up for grabs right now. We don't know what the themes are going to look like. We don't know what the anything. We're, That's we're, the thing. Totally like with the Xbox Series X, they've said that the UI is going to be the exact same. They're not going to change it. Yeah. Which, if I was a, if I was on Xbox, that that would disappoint me because 
-hmm. That sort of takes away a lot of the feeling of it being a brand new console. I agree. Even the controller is the same, pretty much. Yeah. So I agree. What are you talking about, Seb? What are you talking about? They added one button to the controller. (laughs) Yeah, the record button. Yeah, man. They added like textures to the buttons and stuff. But like at the same time, if it's not if it's not broke, you don't you don't have to fix it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But the controller, I can give a pass. It's just that UI, though. Yeah, the PS- I'm a sucker for a good UI. Yeah, the PS5 UI, the patent looks like a looks like PS4, just a little more updated. Like it, it looks like it has uh, an environment on the bottom or something like in the background. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain. I, I would have to show you the picture. Yeah, that's the show. thing. Like I don't want to. I know that it's going to get shown off before release, um, but yeah. I would rather not see it. I would rather see it for the first time when I boot up my PS5. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, not- yeah definitely. It's not gonna have it, but I I I miss the days of like a badass intro for the console load up, mm. like the PS one yeah, and the PS two yeah. are like so iconic, and then the ever since the PS three, it's been kind of well the PS yeah the PS three yeah this has been kind of weak. It's been sort of very faint. Yeah, the PS four like puts me to sleep. It's like very relaxing. I mean, the, to, be, to be fair though, the PS two intro gave me more you know and like much more anxiety than any other logo intro ever. PS two. Yeah, the PS2, like, depending on whether the disc actually worked or not. Yeah, especially when the disc, yeah, the disc didn't work and you got the red screen. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like you're just like praying to God. It's like, please, please. That takes me back. Similar to what Mitch has right now in his his little box. It's uh, it's actually an exact (laughs) copy of the red screen from PS2. (laughs) Oh, that reminds me. I had had Kingdom Hearts 2 and the disc got scratched, and it took me three hours to. I had to wash the. I washed the disc. I scrubbed the hell out of it. I did everything I could to get it working. I I, I started banging on my PS2 like, okay. I did everything, and I finally got it to work. But it was like, I was so desperate to. That's a tale of 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 tragedy and triumph. Seb tales. Yeah. yeah. All right. So next topic is uh, Jim Jim Ryan's like interview. He said so basically they um. They actually were considering doing a a, a weaker console to complement the PS5, like the Series S, but they decided they decided it, it wasn't really worth doing, because uh, people they don't think it's a strategy that's gonna really really work. It's gonna be obsolete. People are just gonna prefer the higher model. So, what do you guys yeah. think? Do you think that's a wise decision? I um I can't speak to whether it's a wise decision, but it definitely makes. It's like I was super surprised to hear that the Series S was actually less powerful than the Series X. Like, well, okay, kind of not surprised considering the size of it, but it's like you'd think that, um, you'd, like you'd think it would be exactly like the um, PS5 where they have the regular edition and then they'd have just the digital only edition. Like, they'd be the basically, like, hardware wise, minus the disk drive, they'd be the same yeah. console and hardware. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. So Ryan said, uh, one thing that can be said is if you look at the history of game of the game business, creating a special low-priced reduced spec console is something that has not had great results in the past. We've considered that option and seen other executives who have attempted to discover how problematic it is. Like, what, what, like, what does he mean? Like, what, what, what's done that in the past that didn't work? Is um. It- that's the 
thing. I don't really. I mean, the closest I can think is like the PS3 Slim or something like that. Is he saying that like yeah. that experiment didn't go well for them or something? Yeah, I can't think of uh, an example. Yeah, the, the Slim wasn't a less powerful console. Though. Well, no, no, I know. That's why I said it's the closest thing I can think. Maybe of. the yeah. PS4 Slim because the Slim was weaker than the Pro. Is he talking about like exclusively PlayStation, like things they've done? I mean, well, I, I mean, I can't I even think, think of a Nintendo console or Xbox console that was weaker. They, you know, they did have the like a couple of years back. They had the um, Xbox One S or the digital. That's console, only one. That much yeah. That's yeah. The, that's the, the, the Xbox. One, the Xbox One sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what it is. Cause, yeah. Because they kept the Xbox One, the original, out there for a while to complement the S. But it didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't uh, but it, it didn't work at all. But I don't think that's because. It was a bad strategy. I think it was just because no one was really buying Xboxes this generation because Xbox had such a lousy generation. I don't think it really has to do with it. Yeah. I think that and the fact that they put out a brand new console at a time where they weren't bringing out any more games kind of like, well, everyone was like, well, why should I buy this? Like, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I don't, like, I, I understand their reasoning and the fact that, like, oh, you know, why, you know, not rip customers off, but it's like, why charge less? Like, why make people buy a less powerful console for less when we can just make, you know, yeah. give them a console that's just as powerful, but just, you know, cheaper and without a disk drive? Yeah, because he's... Like, I think, Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, like, I'd say majority, you know, at least majority of the people I know would go for the um the regular edition because yeah. you know, not everyone wants to fully transition over to digital yet. But um, like yeah, like if, if digital's the way for you, then yeah, absolutely, you you're set because it's the PS5 just digital and cheaper. Yeah. So I'd say sell for them. Yeah. He says, um, based on our research, it's clear that people who buy a game console want to continue using it for four or five, six years, or even seven years. So they they want to believe that they have bought something that is future proofed and not something to be outdated in two to three years. Which kind of which kind of implies that maybe we're not getting a PS5 Pro. I mean, you never know, but it kind of seems that way. They would do that. They would put out a PS5 Pro. Weird to when. Not to get too political, but when you're in a system like capitalism, which often runs on things being obsolete after a few years, it seems weird to try to have future-proof. Yeah. But the thing is, like, the PS4 to PS5 is such a big jump. Like, you really don't need to do a pro version, I don't think, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, two, mean, two more teraflops. Before that with the three I mean, I, I know, I know yeah. I'm a person who doesn't really care for... Like, I, I'm not, I don't really care if games have the highest quality of graphics or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have been bothered if we didn't even get a PS5 in some ways. Like, I'm pretty happy with PS4 and where it's at in terms of graphics and stuff. So, I mean, there's minor nitpicks I could say, but like, mm. I'm pretty satisfied with where games are graphics wise. It's, so. it's understandable, but it's 2020. It's time to move on to 60 frames. Like, that's so outdated sure. now. Yeah. yeah like, don't matter to me. I don't care. Yeah, the graphics are not going to be huge jumps this generation. It's all about the uh, performance and the, yeah. how fast things load and you know, things like that. Yeah, I mean, the, the lower loading screen. The frame rate. Yeah, and the frame rate. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to see... Yeah. Games can only get so much better. So... Yeah. Um, You guys have anything more to add for this, or...? Um, no? Not really. 
Yeah. Okay. So we were gonna talk about the Tokyo Game Show, but obviously it was a huge dud. Nothing really happened. It was uh, and if and there's some things, but like no one here is a Monster Hunter fan, or you know, you're not like really fighting game fans. I so. mean, you know, Monster Hunter, they have a zipwire thing now, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, All right. I remember, um, I remember what said we were both watching the Tapcom stream last night for me, and um, we were like both just sort of saying it's like in the chat, like, are they seriously revealing a pencil case? Yeah, right. And, a statue. Like, the Capcom, yeah, no, but like the Resident Evil thing was terrible. They literally twice. just made a more condensed version. Yeah, they ran the same thing twice. Yep. And except the second time, they just made it shorter and gave us less information. Yeah, that da- that Dante statue like was like had sweat like it was so detailed. I'm like that thing's more expensive than my car probably. Yeah. Like <laughs> who's, I'm not buying that for ten grand. Honestly, I think. I think, like, you usually see people like, really, you know, good-looking statues and memorabilia like that, and you're like, wow, that's so cool, man. If I see, like, anyone I know with that, like, half-size statue, I'd be going, like, what are you doing, man? That's, like... Stat- yeah, statues are so overpriced. I mean, yeah. I mean, I have a couple, but yeah. not... Mine are pretty cheap. I, mean, you know, I, mean, I know they showed off some, like, gameplay and footage for kind of. Kingdom Hearts Melody Memory, but yes. it's not, like, anything that we hadn't seen before. Right. Um, I did. I did see one kind of like Kingdom Hearts uh, YouTuber saying that it's that he is actually glad about that because with three and with um, I think with three anyway, he like they gave away. Oh, and Final Fantasy VII remake, they gave a lot away a lot with the trailers and stuff like that. That's that was his perspective anyway. So I don't know. Some people might see it as a good thing. I don't know. I didn't really watch it because it was weird time zone stuff. So right. Yeah. Yeah, there I was isn't... gonna say it seems to be yeah. like a sorry, it seems to be like a trend with um Japanese base games, like what you had um Metal Gear Solid Five and Death Stranding. Their trailers seem to like often reveal a lot of plot points and big moments in the trailers. Whereas like with more like Western games, it seems to be you know, depending on the game, it seems to be very hush hush and like okay, we're gonna keep all the spoilers to you know a minimum and not spoil the experience. Whereas Japan's like, yeah, no, we'll just put everything in there to like have everyone be excited and hyped up. Which I mean, you know, it's I guess it's really just an interesting different shift in cultural attitudes and perspectives. Yeah, I, just, I guess you can say. Did I just freeze up? Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Um. Yeah. Like. Uh, Kingdom, like the Kingdom Hearts is getting a demo next month, so maybe, um, maybe I'll try that. But uh, do you know, do you know if the demo? It's not like Crash, right? You can actually download the demo without downloading buying the game, or not sure on that actually. Hey, well, it's they it's for those sort of games. These Square Enix does. They usually yeah. put up demos publicly. Yeah. Um, they put one up for Final Fantasy yeah, VII Remake. It's publicly available. You're right. So. Yeah. And for Kingdom Hearts three, and for, uh, right. yeah. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm stoked. Okay, hopefully I can try Melody Memory and hopefully I'll actually like it enough to spend money. <laughs> the, um, so ba- basically... I'm not actually super excited for it. So. Yeah. So basically, four stories from Tokyo Game Show that are relevant to us is it showed Near Replicant, but I don't think they showed gameplay. I think it was just a trailer. But it's a remake of the first game, they I believe. They showed some brief gameplay clips, like it wasn't live gameplay, it was just some B-roll, but I okay. think they showed like 30 seconds. Yeah, I don't really recall. 
Yeah. Uh, so Resident Evil 8 is going to maybe be on the PS4 as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe. They said maybe. I, I find it funny that that was, I find it funny that that was like the big new piece of information that dropped the TGS. Like, okay, it might be doing it on PS4. It might, yeah. Might. It's not, we're not confirming it, but we might. Yeah, and then, Res- then Resident Evil 8, uh, Resident Evil, like they're doing a movie on Netflix. That's basically it. Like that's oh, the CJ series, yeah. Yeah, like part no, like number four. That looks really weird because it's like it's like animated and everything. It looks very close to the game's graphics. Have you not seen their but... other three? No, I'd what say you... the this, this, I'd this say is the, the this is the this is the fourth one. Oh, they've already done the oh, yeah. series with this since for like last fifteen I mean, years. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, Leon's in all of them. That's why I keep saying Leon's in them. Right. Yeah, so. <laughs> Alright. So let's get into the big topic of the show, which is Bethesda getting, or Zenimax getting bought by Microsoft. Obviously, that was uh, a game changer in the whole industry. Right. Uh, I mean, some of the biggest news yeah. in years. What was it $7.5 right? billion? $7.5 billion. <laughs> billion. Which, you know, as uh, the measurement that everyone else is giving, uh, Disney bought Star Wars for four billion. Yeah, so, so that's almost yeah. twice as much. Which I do think uh, George Lucas could have got more for that, but I think he just I think he trusted Disney more than anyone, so he just like to air take it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like now this has a profound effects on not just the industry, but like on us, obviously, because we it's a strong possibility that none of us are going to be able to uh, review or ever get to play um doom or wolfenstein or fallout again on a playstation platform but do you guys think it's going to yeah. be exclusive to xbox or pc I, th- I think there are there's evidence heading both ways mm-hmm. so some of the wording in like phil spencer's um sort of statement they put about it yeah. sort of led me to believe um that it was they were going to keep like games in the future as exclusives but then the fact that like bethesda is still going to be publishing makes me think like mm-hmm. they're still going to have publishing control makes me think that um mm-hmm. they will do cross platforms i i think there's a strong possibility it'll be a case-by-case basis mm-hmm. a lot of delayed exclusives yeah like a, you know timed exclusives i should say yeah but uh yeah i mean it could go either like I think they would be very happy just having those games on Game Pass day one because mm-hmm. they then they can say, yeah, you can you can pay seventy quid for these games on PS Five, or you can get an Xbox and play them day one for ten pound a month. Yeah, yeah. Um, say, um, go ahead, Mitch. Oh, sorry. You're good. I can say that at the very least, they at least be like on Game Pass. I think that's a that's a definite. Assume that they'd be on game passing as that's the thing software pushing. But um I'd i yeah, I'd say that they'd probably have them cross platform or at least timed exclusives because it just having you know, having all the Bethesda games be Xbox console exclusives permanently seems to really go against their more consumer friendly practices as mm-hmm. of late. Like it it that wouldn't really make sense if they go, Oh, we've got you know, a whole thing now is we're going to be more, you know, open and willing to give to the customer instead of take. Except for this, you know, these Bethesda fellas, we're just going to hold all their games and IPs hostage on our console forever, you know? Like, 
doesn't seem like something Microsoft would do. Yeah. What do you, what do you what do you think, Dory? Yeah, I mean, um, I I think that Xbox is a lot more selective about their exclusives, and I just don't think that that's the emphasis that they're really putting on with their consoles these days. Um, I, I mean, even even Halo isn't really an exclusive. You know, it's also on PC. I mean, I know PC is owned by Microsoft, but mm -hmm. like it's still it's still not exclusive to one console. And that's like their flagship. So I just don't think I don't think I don't know that we have to worry about that. I mean, honestly, if we if I if we did like lose Bethesda and it was only Xbox and PC, like I still wouldn't be that broken up because like it's Bethesda. Um, mm -hmm. But um, it is interesting that they have they do now have Obsidian and Bethesda, yeah. um, which is very strange because they could. Some people are saying, well, now they can make New Vegas too, or now. I don't know. There can be cross pollination between those teams. I don't know how that would work, though. That I can't imagine they're on good terms. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think yeah, they're gonna? So. Do you think they're gonna combine a couple of the studios together and work on like a project together, or do you think they're gonna keep them separate? I I don't know. I bet they'll keep them separate. I mean, I bet Outer Worlds two will just largely be made by former Bethesda people. But it is very strange that. Microsoft bought up Obsidian and people are like, oh, okay, you know, it's to compete with with Bethesda. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, no, we're going to buy Bethesda too. And it's like, okay, like, yeah. weird flex, but okay. The thing is, like, yeah. like, did they really pay $7.5 billion to put, a, put their games on PlayStation, though? Like, because the thing is, Sony fans, sure. Sony and Xbox fans are always going at it, but, like, so PlayStation fans have always said Xbox should be more cutthroat. And really compete with Sony. They think Microsoft. They don't buy the kumbaya act that they always push. Well, this is an aggressive move. You can't get any more aggressive than yeah. this. Well, and, the thing is, like, yeah. you have to sort of. I think a lot of people have been saying, like, this is a Game Pass move primarily. Exactly. This isn't like this isn't a taking things away from Sony move. This is Game to Pass. bolster Game Pass exactly. and get the Elder Scrolls and Doom and Fallout mm -hmm. and Dishonored and and what have you on Game Pass day one. Mm -hmm. So, exactly. I, I don't think that I don't think putting the games out on PlayStation affects that really. Yeah, but, but like, I, I can understand that like you make they make more money putting it on a PlayStation as well because obviously there's a big user base. But at the same time, you you like keeping those games exclusive to your Game Pass service. You you make people very tempted to subscribe to play those games. You know what I mean? Like the ecosystem sure, okay. is more important yeah. than anything. Else. Consider this. Consider this then, right? The the only reason really to make the games exclusive would be to get people to buy Xbox consoles or PC. But do they care? Uh -huh. Or get Game Pass on PC? They don't right, care about like, where you get it. Just but like you know, the, the only reason they keep it off of PlayStation is to get people to buy Xbox. But mm -hmm. you know, do they care that much about people buying Xbox at no, this point? I don't think they care about the Xbox. I think they care about the service. There's there's, yeah. there's a lot of PC guys that are going to be getting Game Pass for these games. But like people aren't gonna buy. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just th I think that they can still have Game Pass do really well because I mean they announced what they announced that they had gone from ten million subscribers to fifteen million subscribers in six months, four months, even exactly. four and a half months. Yeah, and like, which is ridiculous. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. So I mean, this but this move is just gonna further that exponentially. Of course, that's what I mean. Like, I think they care, but people are, and they're being vague on purpose, obviously. But 
from what I think of Phil Spencer's words, case-by-case -case basis just means games that are already on PlayStation, like Elder Scrolls Online, where you can't take it off because they make a lot of money on it because it's an MMO and stuff like that. But I don't... I, I can see certain games coming to PlayStation, but I think, like, any game like Star, what, Starfield and any Elder Scrolls 6 or anything like that, that's not... I don't think that has any chance of coming to PlayStation. Yeah, I, I see that big, you know, hallmark titles like yeah. Starfield and Elder like Scrolls years. 6. I see being, it, yeah. yeah, if anything, I see them being exclusives, but, like, I think, you know, um, Arcane Studios and Tender Gameworks, like, those type of yeah. titles, I see being on PS4. PlayStation. Yeah. Xbox Xbox yeah. wants to be wants you to be part of their ecosystem and PlayStation is not part of their ecosystem. So I I'm I can see games being on PlayStation, but I'm leaning on that they're gonna be exclusive. I have no expectations that we're gonna it's, it's interesting to wonder like they would have a, they would have Game Pass on PlayStation if Sony would allow it, I'm sure. Yeah, but obviously, it's, obviously Sony's not going to want it on there because that's money in Xbox. That's money in Microsoft's pocket. No, well, it's also because Sony would have to get a piece of the profit because Sony would be kind of screwing over third-party games because third-party would be on Game Pass, and they would rather mm. you buy it on the PlayStation Store, not on Game. They yeah. don't want you playing on Game Pass. You know what I mean? So that's that's, mm. that's I think that's the biggest reason why Game Pass is not on PlayStation because they want you to buy it from their store. They don't want. They don't make any money if uh, you're getting a game on Game Pass on PlayStation. And Microsoft doesn't want Microsoft doesn't want Sony to get a piece of the profit from uh, Game Pass. So, but maybe maybe that does happen down the road. But I can imagine. But it, it, that would take a lot of negotiating. But you never know. But I don't. You know what? What is really what we need to bring up as well, right? Mm -hmm. Is like the timing. I mean, they they announced this move. A day before Xbox pre-orders went live, right? That's not by coincidence. Of course, you know, like they they did that to get people in a frenzy to yeah. go. Oh, you know, maybe I need a pre-order on Xbox mm -hmm. now. Now that you know, all my favorite Bethesda games are going to be because, like, they were that they were vague about exclusivity deliberately because mm -hmm. they want people to to wonder, like, you know, are they going to make it exclusive? Maybe yeah. I should pre-order an Xbox just to be safe. Yeah, you know, or maybe yeah. have to assume. And what what people don't realize is this has been in the works for the last two to three years. Uh, Bethesda has been really struggling financially, and uh, like there was very if Microsoft basically saved them because they were probably getting close to firing people and closing studios down. Because their games are not really their games have not sold very well. Uh, Doom didn't. I don't think Doom Eternal lived up to the expectations in terms of sales. Uh, I think Prey bombed. Fallout seventy six was a disaster. I think rare two. I don't. I don't think rare two. I don't think uh, Rage two sold very well. Uh, Wolfenstein and Young Blood didn't sell well. They've been struggling recently, and uh, I think they were very close to closing down. I, there was even a rumor that Sony was looking to purchase either IPs from them or to buy the studio themselves. But I don't. That, that, that uh, there's no proof of that. But apparently, they've been talking to both companies, looking to get purchased at some point. So this has been in the talks for quite a while. Obviously, you don't you don't make a seven point five billion dollar move at the last minute. This has obviously been in the works for quite a while. But uh, the thing is, though, does this? Uh, do you guys think like Sony is going to try to compete with Game Pass at some point, or you think Sony's going to stay traditional for the next seven years, or, or you think they're getting starting to get really tempted to get in that market? You know, Jim Ryan's statements sort of yeah. answer that question for us, right? I of mean, course, he but... said. He said even somewhat recently that they have yeah, the money in that for them. But, but, um, you, but if a Game Pass gets like 30 to 
starts getting to 35, 40, 45, 50 million subscribers. You don't think, and like, the way the industry is going right now, do you think Netflix of gaming is, is really starting to become the norm? Yeah, no, I mean, I think Game Pass is on the up and up, right? Yeah. Like, there, that is going to be a successful mm-hmm. thing. And Microsoft's going to make it a successful thing. But I can see, yeah. I can see where Jim Ryan's coming from in that maybe it's not the best move for Sony, mm-hmm. who puts a lot more like they they make entirely different kinds of games from Xbox from Microsoft, you yeah. know, like yeah. they they yeah, Sony makes obviously your God of Wars, your Last of Us, your Uncharted, right? right? Yeah, these are big, really extremely polished story games. Right, and I can imagine those are a lot more expensive to make than the stuff Xbox has their studios putting out. Yeah, that's what Jim Ryan said. He thinks it's unaffordable for them. They they wouldn't be yeah. able to put those expensive I mean, games on a subscription service. Maybe they could, maybe they could make it sustainable at some point. Yeah, but I don't. They're not willing to. You know, they're not willing to run the race. They maybe maybe they'll do it eventually when Game Pass is still successful yeah. and they can jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, because if Microsoft does put PS uh, put games on PS Five, they could also say like, "Oh, our games here are a dollar. You get it for a dollar through any promo, or whatever." Meanwhile, you have to pay seventy dollars on the PS Five, so it's like a win win marketing Microsoft, no matter what. But uh, yeah. Dory, Dory, what do you think? Do you think the subscription models are the future, or do you think? It's just game. It's just basically Microsoft on its own doing that. I I just don't see how Sony can ever catch up with Microsoft and the kind of lead that they have now. It, I'm not sure if it's a better. Obviously, I don't work in marketing and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's good arguments that I should, but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I I don't know. It, it's there's arguments to be made that like Sony's just so far behind that it's better to just double up on things that they are doing well at than trying to dump a huge amount of resources into making PS Now and and PlayStation Plus and all that stuff better. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't want it to be better, just that I don't know. You know, I think I think that 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 PS Five deal that we talked about last week it mm-hmm. really helps it get get better. But yeah. I don't know that it's ever going to come close to what Game Pass has done for freaking 15 million people. Yeah, right. Uh, what do you think, Mitch? Uh, Mitch is not here right now, I'm afraid. He's not? Nope. Yeah, he he's 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 oh, I didn't he hear him. Yeah. Anyway, um, so like, um, so I, they could uh, revamp PS Now, like, though, like, it could be better. They could put, like, uh, I mean, I guess obviously those plus games coming to PS5 is a good start for free. Yeah. You can you sure. can keep those games on PS Now and just keep them on there. Well, I don't know why you have to take them off like in three months. The, I mean, I get why they're doing that, but you can you can definitely market PS Now better. I would change the name. Mm-hmm. I think that name yeah, has a bad. I, I think it has a, a pretty for, forgettable name, and they don't advertise yeah. it. Negative. At all. It has negative connotations it does, as well. Yeah. Yep. But uh, uh, the thing is, I think it's just gonna be Microsoft only because. I don't see Nintendo or Sony doing this because obviously Nintendo's games sell like hotcakes. I mean, did you see the numbers Animal Crossing put up this year? Like twenty something yeah. million units or something. I mean that that got mainstream appeal. So. Yeah, I mean it helped with the pandemic because that's what everybody was playing in March. But yeah, still Sony, uh, the Sony uh, Nintendo games sell like crazy good, and then play, I mean, PlayStation's Danny, right there. When Danny Trejo was playing your game, you know you've got a hit. Yeah, right. exactly. Huh. They had like Elijah Wood on there, like on Animal yeah. Crossing. It's pretty cool. Anyway, um, so, but Nintendo games sell crazy good. Anyway, Smash Brothers, Mario, they they put up tons of numbers, and Sony's right there. Like they 
I think Sony games at the best usually get like what ten to fifteen million copies. Generally, yeah, some in, in that ballpark. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense for PlayStation to do it right now, obviously, but it's possible though in the future subscription models are going to be maybe maybe these company maybe like Game Pass really starts kicking off. Maybe Sony and Nintendo start thinking like, oh, maybe we should try this. You know what I mean? And now you got mm, now you yeah. got Amazon and uh, Google and all them trying to get their finger in the industry. If there's, if there's one thing that Nintendo does not excel at, it's keeping up with the time. That's true. I mean, their, their online service is still not yeah. great in the year of our Lord twenty twenty. Yeah, this um, is this is more about Sony because Nintendo is gonna they'll be they'll be doing this in twenty forty time. Yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. like, oh crap, subscription models. That's right. Why don't yeah. we crank that up for our Switch Pro uh, revolution? But like, do you think subscription models are good for the industry though? Like, do you think it hurts the companies, or do you think it's a long-term success to this, or do you think this is just a short-term? It's, I mean, it's the Netflix problem, right? Like, in the long term, is this really helping the industry? Is yeah, I don't know the numbers. Is my I presume Microsoft is not losing money on this like Netflix is, but I don't know. You're right? Because I don't I don't know how much profit Xbox is uh, Microsoft is making from Game Pass. Like with Netflix, I mean, it's basically the Netflix subscription model, right? Or the yeah. Netflix model say um and i mean they're losing as far as i know um money billions yeah. of dollars you know yeah. a year yeah. um they're probably eventually going to go bankrupt i would think i don't know yeah. but um i mean less and less people are subscribing to them they have less and less original movies but anyway yeah so i don't know short term like i i'd say yeah it's a really cool thing for consumers but long term i don't know if it's a wise investment it just depends on how many op- people opt in and mm. then buy video games otherwise yeah James, what do you think? Is it a long term? Uh, is I, it a good thing long term? I don't know because I don't know the. Um, I don't presume to know the the numbers, you know, from the inside. Yeah. Like how it's how it's sort of how it's doing for them because I assume they're losing money on it. Like I assume that they're losing money on it, but that they sort of they hope to stop losing money on it at some point. Right. Um. But you know, I, whether they do or not. I don't know because I don't know how much it sort of is costing them at the moment. Yeah. So I don't know what sort of numbers they would have to reach to make it profitable, to make it sustainable. Yeah. Because so I, there's too many unanswered variables. Yeah. Because Jim Ryan doesn't think it's sustainable. I don't, we'll see who's right down the road. But um, what do you think, Mitch? Um, is it subscription model sustainable? I, I, think, I think for the. Um... I mean, as James said, I can't really presume to know how, you know, how it affects companies and whatnot in their economy, but um, I think from, you know, a purely consumer point of view, it's, mm-hmm. you know, a win and a loss. Like, it, it really depends on, you know, if you're more convenience over um, just security of having your games in physical format, I guess, because, you know, on the one hand, of course, you know, spending $10 a month to get hundreds of games you know theoretically rather than spending you know six to ten times that amount just for one you know of course people are going to go for the lesser amount the, the lesser amount so i guess you have sustainability there but i think that you run into problems as soon as right. games start getting you know erased from the service and you know just if Basically, if the games you have on your service are shit, then you know no one's gonna buy it. So really, it's it's 
it's you know it's a constant tug of war between you know consumers um actually buying into it and then also developers and companies actually giving consumers a reason to buy into it and yeah you know as long as they aren't stingy with it then yeah i, I see it being you know yeah. fairly sustainable at least for you the know, next like, five years feel free out, yeah. feel free to let me know if this is stupid but like i subscribe <laughs> to game pass um I subscribe to Game Pass because I um, because I want that model to succeed. I don't use it every month. Um, I don't like if I if I want it to be as cost effective as possible. I would unsubscribe and subscribe from it. So I subscribe to it, you know, when I needed it. But I subscribe to it um, just in general because I, it's such a good model, especially for like the ability to discover new games that you wouldn't buy ordinarily. Um, so like, I mean, I subscribe to it just yeah, so it doesn't that, fail. That's the key, that's the key with Game Pass is uh, like it, it it's horrible for like if like Naughty Dog put Last of Us Part Two right on the subscription service right off the bat, for, like ten dollars a month. Yeah, that, would, that would hurt that them. Would but like for indies though, like Microsoft gives them a nice yeah. paycheck and they get they get nice financial security. They they make more money on Game Pass than they would from selling it on their own. That's the thing is where I guess the more exposure, uh, you know, exactly. and like. So of course, yeah, like you said, Sony is not going to be the same sort of fit for Sony because yeah. they're not as invested as in indie titles no. as Microsoft is because they're not because they're on top. Yeah, so plus, they don't need to be. Plus, uh, Microsoft has a lot more service games. They have a lot more like grounded yeah. and uh, Sea of Thieves and. And I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same. It's the thing with like the PlayStation Three generation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like Sony was losing, and they started getting weird with the indies. Yeah. They started putting out. They started putting out. You know, journeys and yep. and and other stuff like that. So, you yeah. know, like Microsoft, obviously, because they're on the bottom, they're doing more stuff like this. They have more freedom to Correct. shift the formula. Right. But thing is, though, like personally for me, Game Pass is like. Most of the games on there, like I, I, I PlayStation is my primary platform, and so like the third party games on Game Pass have no appeal to me because I, I either already beat them, or I, uh, or I just prefer to like, on the place. I mean, I already beat them on the PS4, and it's like I don't feel like playing them again. So the only thing Game Pass appeals to me is like getting those exclusives day one, like Gears of War or Halo or something like that. So Game Pass for me, I, like I'll subscribe for a month, play a game I want to play, and then I just don't play it. I don't touch it. And so I think that's one of the consequences of uh, Game Pass too. Is they've just a lot. Of, my my concern with Game Pass has generally been that um, companies know they're getting a financial stability, so they don't really put like full effort. And then you get you kind of get like half-assed games, and as they call Game Pass fodder, you get Battletoads, where it's just kind of like, oh, we know it's Game Pass. We know we're gonna, we're gonna get a paycheck. Hey, just throw it on there. Why not? You know what I mean? You don't you don't, you don't yeah. get that same level of quality. But at the same time, couldn't you make the argument for all first party studios because they're still, you know, they're under a uh, they're like under a publisher. They're gonna get a paycheck whether the game is good or bad. Yeah, but Game right? Pass is like is like total security. You know what I mean? Like if the game sucks and fails, it doesn't matter because they they got their. Now, if you're on your own, independent, I don't only mean first party. I just mean in general. If you're just a comp- like a developer, if your game bombs and it sucks, you're in trouble. You know what I mean? Your companies go bankrupt all the time. Developers always close down. It happens all the time. You know what I mean? But when you have Game Pass, you got that Microsoft financial security. But at the same time, you can get away with a lot of these half-assed, not that good games, and you kind of just thrown on there. You know what I mean? 
Because uh, I feel like Xbox games have still... It, it, this has changed now, because Bethesda is a quality uh, company, but a lot of their games, like, exclusive, have not been that great. I mean, Bleeding Edge didn't do well. Grounded hasn't really... I mean, they have their audience, but it's not... It hasn't been... That hasn't, like, really been huge with people. You know what I mean? It hasn't put up monster numbers. I mean, I would, I, this whole conversation has made me, like, look at uh, Game Pass, um, at my Game Pass, because I, I am signed up for it, and I periodically forget because yeah. I'm so busy with the Switch and the PS4. Um, and I was looking over it, I mean, like, it, the selection's not bad. There are some really good indie titles, but I've, the problem is I've either played a lot of exactly. them or um they're not my kind of genre yeah um which is unfortunate um yeah but yeah it's not a bad investment at all no no um in general but um for for me personally i don't know because i already get plenty of use out of my switch and my ps4 so yeah, I'm, that's the I'm, thing and for, for all of us like obviously we're our primary cons primary place to play is playstation you already played all these games on playstation i don't see why you would play these games again on game pass but right. But so Game Pass yeah. is great for like if your Xbox is your main platform, then it's amazing. You know what I mean? But for us personally, obviously it's not the it's not gonna appeal to us as much. We're gonna, we're gonna have Game Pass just to play the exclusives. You know what I mean? Like Halo, day one. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to pay seventy dollars for Halo Infinite when I know I can get it for ten dollars and play yeah. it on a high end PC. Especially mm-hmm. with game costs going up. Exactly, and, that, and that's another thing I gotta get into. Game Pass is. Game Pass money is gonna even look even more enticing now because PlayStation games are gonna be seventy bucks, and now you can get like Game Pass for a dollar because they they get they got bundles with everybody. We're gonna get Pornhub bundles at some point. Game Pass, I think there already is, and like I've seen it on Wendy's cups or not Wendy's, like Taco Bell or something. Like I, I, it's just everywhere. I know people that have Game Pass for four years for free. You know what I mean? So it's like. I'm just curious how much money they're making on this because, like, I know so many people that got this thing for a dollar or like less, just for, like for free. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, they they've been giving it away. For, yeah, so uh, yeah, I buy. Uh, I think regardless whether they make money on it, um, it's such yeah. a good service and we should protect it at all costs. <laughs> yeah, but like this Bethesda purchase really changes the game now because what's the Xbox has nailed everything so far. They've nailed services. They've been pro consumer. They've been if the record like way they the the UI's gotten better. The how you record games has been better. They just done everything right. They've been they've been very open, transparent. They've done everything but have games. And and now they have all these games under their umbrella. Now they have but now they have Wolfenstein and Doom and Fallout and Elder Scrolls and and Skyrim. Yeah. yeah so and Skyrim again. Yeah, yeah. Skyrim again. <laughs> So like now their first yes. party is on on the level. I want to say I don't know if it's on the level of like you guys think it's on the level of PlayStation now, or do you think PlayStation still has the edge? It's a weird thing because like the Bethesda purchase from Xbox, it makes a lot of sense. Like it's a good fit because yeah. you know while Sony's off doing their every game, like as much as I love the type of game Sony puts out, it's hard to it's hard to deny they're all in the same mold. But what Microsoft has been doing, at least this generation, is like all all their games are sort of different. They have something for everyone. Yeah. And Bethesda is a very similar sort of situation. Like they've mm. got they do a lot of first person shooters and stuff, mm. sure. But like you know, like Doom is very different from Dishonored. Right. Like the arcane games were very different from the machine games yeah. games. So like this sort of this gives sort of Microsoft 
a larger yeah. area of coverage. Right. Like, uh, yeah. like, what do you? How do you guys feel about Bethesda in general? Like, before they bought, like, Microsoft bought it. Like, Dory, like, were you a big fan of Bethesda or kind of? I not mean, really? I. Uh, yeah, I mean, I never got into Doom, which I know is its software, but it was uh, acquired by Bethesda. Um, I never got it. I never got into Fall Out Boy. Um, Fall Out Boy. Fall Out. <laughs> Fall Out Boy either, except for those music videos back in MTV. I don't know why Fall Out Boy. Well, the, I mean, that's the name of the guy too. Oh. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, radioactive kid and Fall Out Boy, right? Um, <laughs> But anyway, no, no, I no, never no, it's Fall Boy. Oh yeah. What else does Bethesda do besides Fallout? What? Fallout Boy. That's right. What was the article. question? What was the question? Sorry. What does Bethesda do besides Fallout and besides Fallout Boy? <laughs> Elder Scrolls, um, Doom, Wolfenstein. Yeah. I never, but do, you, do you mean? Do you I mean? Never mean into, I never got into Skyrim or, or Elder Scrolls or any okay. of that. I, not to say any of those things are bad. I just no. That's they, it's fine. They, yeah. That's what yeah, I'm curious Skyrim, about. Skyrim and, and Elder Scrolls and all those games. I mean, I I think I ta- I like played them once or twice, but I was mm. always really intimidated by huge how huge they were. Yeah, and I'm just not really into open world games. Yeah, um, yeah. Fallout's so, more my speed, but I mm-hmm. ended up just playing Outer Worlds, and I never I never played New Vegas, although I kind of wanted to. But that's more because it's the best of the city one. In the- yeah, it's the best so, one. Yeah, Fallout's my favorite Bethesda franchise. That's the one I'm most disappointed that I can't play on PlayStation anymore. Doom Eternal was so the first Doom game I'd ever played. Like, I'd never played a Doom game before then. I had played Quake, uh, and that was it um, mm. when I was younger. Uh, Quake's, really... Quake too. Quake, they own Quake now. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, what about you? How do you feel about Bethesda in general? Um, look, besides... Well, it's funny, because all of their, um, all of the little other studios Bethesda owns, I'm like, yeah, okay, they're, you know, they go from good to great, usually. But Bethesda themselves, I just could not care less about any of their, you know, first-party titles like Fallout, Elder Scrolls. I just, I think it's the, I mean, besides the RPG thing, which not really being my thing, I think it's also the fact that they, they're they still running on an engine that looks like it came from 2008 in 2020 mm-hmm. and still pushing that to their big game. It feels, they feel kind of behind on a lot of things yeah like with those type of games and like i mean the the fact that you know i couldn't like if someone presented you know 2020 fallout 76 footage and then showed me skyrim footage i'd probably say that they'd be from the same year except that the fact there's like seven to eight year gap between them yeah the thing is though like for for starfield though apparently they've upgraded Though they've changed the engine, have you? Did you not see the uh, the photo yeah. of the old lady? It, the old lady. I yeah, the old just lady. Saw the one. <laughs> I only just saw the one. The the, the, the Skyrim yeah. granny, right? They they put her in. They they modeled her because they're going to put her in a I'm game not, or something like that, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. No, you don't. The you know the the old lady that plays Skyrim and like oh her yeah 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 yeah, I know. yeah the grandma yeah, yeah. the she grandma. She yeah, went yeah. to Bethesda like a couple of years ago, and they they did the the facial capture and everything, and they oh, made yeah. a model. Oh yeah, you're right. I know you're not. I know you're in like Elder Scrolls Six or yeah, something. Yeah, she's like so that. sweet. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's but uh, yeah, no, like she looks uh, great in the in the yeah. uh, the model of her looks yeah fantastic. So, so James, what do, you, what do you think about Bethesda? Yeah. Oh, sorry. What's that? 
what do you think about Bethesda in general? But I, I'm, I'm a fan of Bethesda. Yeah, I like uh, I like Skyrim as much as the next guy. Um, I I quite liked Fallout Four. I never finished it, mind you, because um, I spent too much time farming, so I kind of got sick of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I um, I don't know. I don't have a lot of history with the. Um, mm. I don't have a lot of history with Bethesda Game Studios. Are we talking games to Bethesda Game Studios or Bethesda in general? Like both, like published and developed, like just in general. Like their yeah, attitude sure, I mean, and things. I, I like I like a bit of Doom, right? Uh, I I like the Wolfenstein games, the new ones. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of Arcane's games. Um, I'm not. That's uh, what else do they have? Is that it? just Ed Machine Games, Arcane? I, and... well, I, I don't know on the top of my head. I'm not good with names, but Tango Game Works. So Tango Game Works, right? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah I, I've never really tried any Tango games. Um, and they make the, they made the evil within, yep. of course. Um, yeah, that's, that's the only stuff they have so far. So. Yeah. Okay. No, I've never I've never played those games. So. What? Yeah. No, I'm not. I, that's actually understandable with you. Um, yeah. The thing with Bethesda with me is Bethesda at the time, like maybe eight years ago or something, was like my favorite company, one of the, my favorite developers. But last, like I don't know, the last few years. They've been really shitty, and they've been on my shit list for quite a while now. Like, they're just, they're just as bad as Blizzard. They're like, they're the company that used to they were really beloved to me, and then they just they become greedy. That Fallout seventy six disaster, the way they treated their customers, and there's a really cool, there's a great video about it. With an internet historian, he's an Australian guy. He's pretty, it's hilarious. It's like an hour long. They treated their customers like complete shit. Todd Howard lied out of like out of like he just lied. Like everything he said was a complete lie. And, well, uh, the, the thing is, right? When you've got when you've got um, more controversies for one game than you can count on your hand, yeah, that's when you know you've probably got too many controversies. Yeah, but it, it, but, yeah. But it wasn't even it wasn't even the Fallout seventy six stuff. It was Rage two was disappointing. The new Wolfenstein was disappointing. Prey wasn't that great. It was kind of forgettable. You didn't like Prey? I mean, I, I no, it was alright. It was alright. But people love that game. I know people that don't yeah, care. That, that game is very forgettable. It bombed completely. So. I know um Prey's like sort of one of those games that's got like a little cult following. Yeah, I from guess. the nineties. Like, yeah. It's one of those games where people either find it really forgettable or like really. I think most amazing. people don't care for that game. Like I think that's the consensus. I think that's the perfect game to put on Game Pass then, don't think, you think? Isn't like, it? Yeah. It's on oh, PS it now. On it's on yeah. PS now too. Oh, yeah. But you can find that in the bargain bin for like five yeah. bucks. But well, I'm excited to give it a try because it's the type of game where it's like, oh, it's not bad. It's just yeah. it's like it's t- like it you like, don't know if you're gonna like it or not. It's like a tumbleweed. So, yeah, it's like yeah, tumbleweed in the wind. Left or right, left and right, left and right. It's just it. It's yeah. not it, even a, even like you know. I think the Fallout series is kind of cool and like I respect the um, determination to make things like Elder Scrolls work as a yeah. franchise. I mean, those games are so massive, yeah. even if they're very buggy. Like those, that's one of the franchises I'm okay with like having some bugs in because they're just yeah, so but, massive. What comes like Fallout 4 though and then like Fallout 76, like they started really like getting, it's, the bug oh, thing, know. the whole bug thing started getting real old. Like that was yeah. a charm like in 2011. Oh, so yeah, go ahead. That's just complete like lack of regard for your yeah, because like, they, because they started doing the whole marketing thing. Oh, like oh, bugs are cute. It's it's part of our game. It's the appeal of the game. And like, don't fight, yeah. don't fall for that bullshit. Like, yeah, that's, that's you guys gross. are just being lazy at this point. I mean, Fallout seventy six was such a disaster for that company. They've destroyed their image completely. Yep. Uh, it's probably to be fair. It's probably more of a 
a higher up sort of executive decision where they had to push it out and they didn't have time to fix the bugs rather oh, than course. being well, they lazy per se. But well, they gave it to the uh, C team or the F team, like in Texas, like some random small team. You get this big IP, mm. and people have been dying for an MMO or multiplayer follow game forever. You just gave it to like your small indie F team, like in Texas, some random place, and then like that's the people that worked on the game. It wasn't their main developer that makes follow games that did seventy six. But they've just been on my shit list the last few years. So it's nothing to do mm. with Microsoft buying them. I've I've been very disappointed with Bethesda the last few years. I, th I thought their press conferences are out of touch. I hate the fake uh, fake crowds. I hate the guy screaming yeah like the whole conference. The lady <laughs> the lady screaming. Fan. That was fantastic. It's so fake. He just kept interrupting them. Yeah, it's so fake though. It was great, but like now the thing that got me with the press conference last year was like. You don't need to have if you don't have any announcements. You don't need to have yeah. a press conference, you know. And they didn't have yeah. any announcements, really. Yeah. Plus, they put the I forget the name of it, but the game with the two kids in the spaceship. They they made that a mobile game. It's a very classic, like eighties or nineties uh, platform or whatever. They made it like a mobile game. Well, um, People were furious. Yeah, yeah, People, one. yeah, you know, Captain Something. People yeah. were furious yeah. like that. They've been on a shit list for the last three years with people. They've, Wait, what's that? Sorry, was it Command King? Is that is, something is like that? that. Yeah, something like that. But it's, that's, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so them and Blizzard have really fallen off the cliff. Because <laughs> you know, Blizzard. I'm surprised that, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I'm surprised that after what, what was it, Diablo Eternal or whatever on yeah. um, mobile, and just the reaction to that, that more companies didn't go. Hmm, maybe we shouldn't resurrect, you know, beloved franchises on mobile devices, you know, like... Yeah. Maybe let's just do that. Yeah. But, um, so, overall, though, as much as Bethesda's kind of gotten on my nerves recently, uh, this is a great sign, this is great for Microsoft, this is a huge move, mm. like, don't get me wrong, this yeah. is awesome for Microsoft. You know what I mean? So, so, um... What what developer or publisher would you want Sony to buy? Like, would you want? Do you want Sony to retaliate? I, I'll start with Dory. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Then it kind of gets into a petty pricing bid war between two huge corporations. I don't know how much I care. That makes me feel like like going back to the stuff with uh, Fortnite and Apple and all that stuff. But um, I don't know if Sony's gonna buy up somebody. Um, I don't know. I guess. Like, I can't even think of anyone off the top of my head that I would really want them to, to buy out. Yeah. Um, especially because I'm like, you know, even when it benefits me, like exclusives, I'm not like huge fans of. And they never, these days, they don't really seem to be lasting anyway. Uh -huh. um, I can't really think of anyone I would want Sony necessarily to buy up because there's the, there's a, you know, there's the short term gain of like, okay, this is cool. Like, uh, you know, there's the fun fan thing of like, well, now Halo. And the and uh, Master Chief and Doom Guy can all hang out, but there's also the long term of like, oh my God, giant corporations are monopolizing all of the media, and now there's not going to be a bunch of corporations competing; it's just going to be one owning right. a bunch of others. So, yeah. like, there's a short it's term, long term. The Disney thing, basically. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, basically Disney. That's the thing. Like, I was annoyed. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd say I was annoyed actually, but I was kind of irked when Sony bought Insomniac because, I mean. Like they were doing fine. They had a great relationship with Insomniac before they, you know, they were making plenty of exclusives and everything, and like we're making plenty of great games. Mm -hmm. But it just sort of 
I, I, I get it gives them security, so I understand why they did it. But at the same time, it takes away their their sort of freedom to go in another direction. If something, if they have like maybe if they have a really yeah. great idea for a game and Sony turns it down, yeah, they just can't do that now. Yeah, whereas before yeah. they could have gone to Microsoft, you know. I guess I, I mean I guess that's a little different because like ninety five percent of their games were PlayStation games, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So, what about, what but about then you? at the same time, there's the other argument of like, you know, do you want to take away games from Xbox players? You know, I mean, it, if it's not necessary, because I'm not entirely sure what like if there's that many benefits to, uh, like for the for the consumers for PlayStation buying. Well, here's the thing: uh, like, a studio. Sony's more cutthroat than Microsoft generally, and Microsoft, like Sony bought Bethesda. Their their games are not coming to Microsoft. Like Sony would have kept those exclusives completely, and uh, yeah, Sony. Yeah, what people don't understand, I guess. There's another way to look at it. like remember when spider-man was coming to uh avengers and it was exclusive like it's it, it, it on the, i guess on the surface it's anti-consumer for people outside playstation but like for its players it's, it's very pro-consumer right because you do you do what's best for your own people you know what i mean your own customers you know tony's yeah. a lot more cutthroat for that but uh now like mitch what do you like like who do you think sony should uh purchase um I mean, I'd say I'm, you know, with Dorian and whatnot, how I don't really care for the whole, yeah. you know, companies buying companies and studios buying studios. Yeah, man, it's a dumb uh, question. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. If I was to say one studio that I think Sony should buy out, besides, you know, the obvious Insomniac and whatnot, which they already have done, um, I've seen a couple people toss around Remedy, Remedy Entertainment, which... yeah. I mean, I'm not all for the idea, but I think if, you know, PlayStation paired, paired with Randy, I think they'd be able to probably do some really interesting things because Sony and PlayStation definitely seems like the better platform for like more story-based experiences yeah. that sort of push the, you know, their respective genres forward. So right. I'd say at least in like, you know, at least for like maybe a one game basis or something, I'd say yeah. PlayStation Remedy would be a pretty good pairing. Well, here's, here's the thing: like, we know f- Sony's been shopping around. We like that's there's been a ton of smoke with Sony's been talking to developers, and they're definitely not. They're definitely going to be doing something in the near future. They're going to be buying yeah. studios and. Uh, in terms of studios yeah. that I think they would buy, would for obvi- uh, the obvious ones would be obviously Blue Point Games, Housemark uh remedy those are the, like the realistic purchases obviously they, they won't they won't they won't cost seven billion dollars to buy um yeah. when when that when the, when the announcement first came out konami was trending because playstation fans were like they wanted they wanted sony to retaliate and buy konami you know what i mean yeah but does anyone actually want sony to buy konami or do i do just want but not because i want the ips i don't give a shit about the company yeah, the IPs. exactly they're not gonna, like, they're not gonna buy konami because they've got they're they're into more than just video games, aren't they? Yeah, yeah exactly. But they're not. But they're they're kind of like worthless. Like they're not really that expensive right now. Like it might. It's only the dropped prob- a four billion or something. The problem is like they could buy, like they should buy the IPs if anything. But I think like, that's more like are Konami are Konami gonna so yes. those go easy? You know? No, probably not. It's probably gonna cost a dollar, but. Like it probably like, cost more than a dollar. No, I mean like <laughs> I mean like yeah. it's gonna cost a pretty penny. But imagine if it did cost a dollar. Well, <laughs> no, I, I mean, could buy I mean like, it's gonna cost like when I say a dollar, I mean it's gonna cost like probably three to four 
four billion dollars or something like that. But I think yeah. Sony, Microsoft obviously has unlimited money compared to Sony. Sony's Sony's not even close to Microsoft's level of finance, yeah. like, like financial, but uh, financially. But uh, like Sony can, uh, like realistically, I guess, like out of the big ones, I mean, maybe it's not good for the industry or not. But there's been talks about Square Square Enix. There's been talks about Capcom. Um, I think Capcom will be more likely. Than I Square think Enix. I think the um, Square Enix is too the big. chances. The chances of them buying a, a publisher, I can see that. Are like that's not gonna. They're not gonna buy a publisher. No, I mean, so like I can the, see it. Like, I, I don't think it's impossible. Yeah, I, I, but I can. I think it's in the realm of possibility that Sony does something crazy like that. Because I, I still think I don't like. I, listen, so, Sony yeah. PlayStation is by far Sony's biggest money maker, and oh, yeah. is thus the place they're most likely to put invest money into. Yeah. But the amount of money that it would cost to buy a publisher, right? That's not worth it to Sony. It might not be, but I'm just saying I don't think it's impossible either. I do think there's, but I do think it's more likely they buy the IPs. But, but I, but I think yeah. is I don't know if Capcom would ever sell Resident Evil the IP to PlayStation. You know what I mean? But I think Konami might do that if they're really struggling or something. But we'll see. I don't. I really. I'm kind of talking out of my ass, but. But I do think realistically that Blue Point Games is very. I do expect them to buy Blue Point Games right. at some point. I do think. Yeah. I do think. I do think Housemark will be bought eventually within two years. I already um, kind of just assumed Housemark was. No. Yeah. Second party. I think. I think a lot of people probably assume that um, Blue Point is a PlayStation Studio as well. Yeah. And so it's like those are the yeah. most likely studios because. They obviously already have a very good relationship with Sony, and that's why uh, that's why Insomniac uh, sold to right. Sony because they had a good relationship with them, and they knew that they worked well together. Yeah, because there's more than just the money, right? There's those sort of work there's together. whether you work together right. well with that publisher. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, the um, relationship is really important, which is why obviously. Uh, I do like I do think PlayStation has a very strong uh like Sony has a very strong relationship with Square Enix obviously and they have a strong relationship with Capcom. So if Microsoft if Sony did buy a publisher it would it would be Japanese I'd imagine, you know what I mean? But like yeah. is there is there a, is there a western publisher that you think Sony could buy like realistically? That like could, could buy could, could it would have boost? to be an it have to be an indie publisher. Yeah. I think cuz like yeah. I if they get if they were to buy a big publisher that's a pipe dream. Yeah, right. it's not gonna be Rockstar fight, you know, but, but but then at the same time, the only the only indie publisher I can really think of because yeah. it's not gonna be Annapurna because Annapurna is like part of a larger yeah. company. Yeah, they're not gonna. And it's not. I don't think it'll be Devolver because Devolver clearly likes their independence mm-hmm. and all the right. They they because they their whole thing is they let the developers keep the IPs. Yeah, and like they're not gonna want to give that because Sony's gonna want them to give that up and that sort of thing. Yeah. So. And those are the two big indie publishers, right? Right. So I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I can't think of any. It's gonna be interesting what happens because Microsoft's not done. They said so. There's been a rumor recently that they're gonna buy Sega. Sega and Microsoft have a great relationship going back to the original Xbox. So I'm curious how that turns out. I don't think that they they already said like they're not getting Sega. I think, but hmm. but it's still it's out there. You know what I mean? And uh, that'd be a big I blow really to Sony too. The tweet from uh, Double Fine Productions. I don't know if anybody, everybody saw this. 
But on the day that uh, oh. Microsoft yeah. uh, bought Bethesda, they're yeah. like, so in Double Fine news, uh, we bought ourselves a pizza today. Yeah. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> no. mm-hmm. So in conclusion, the big concern for Sony right now is that uh, all these companies are, obviously Microsoft's going in this totally different direction. We're heading for subscription models and like streaming and all that. And, and Sony, it feels like Sony's kind of fallen behind. Like, we'll see what happens. I'm very curious what happens this generation. Because Sony's in this, is, is very, is staying very traditional this generation. So we'll see how much of a difference uh, staying true to themselves is going to last this generation. We'll see if Sony wavers in their, in their decisions. So this generation, this generation could be the last generation that we know gaming as we like gaming as we know it. You know what I mean? Like this, this might be the last console generation, or maybe PlayStation has a six, or maybe they don't. We just don't know. You know what I mean? This generation is very curious what happens. So I'll just end, I'll just wrap, I'll just end on that note. Obviously, obviously with this one, this one a little long, but I think with more topics, there's a lot of just a lot happened this week. So all right. Yeah. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of big sort of topics to yeah. dwell on, I guess you could say. Yeah. I yeah. still can't believe Microsoft bought Fallout Fall Boy. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All well, the music they're going to make, then. No, okay. They're getting into music publishing. <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys have a good night. Peace. Arrivederci. Buona notte. What's up, PlayStation fans? Thank you for listening and watching the PS Premiere podcast. We upload every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you like what you heard, click the like button and subscribe.